Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, Rock of Talk.com, 550 5500. That's 550 5500. I'd like to uh, extend a special dedication to our friend Mike Ramos. Have not, uh, I hope that uh, he uh, will recover fast and speedily. He, of course, is the host for the uh, show called Credit Repair Now. So please keep him. All in your prayers uh, here this afternoon. It's this uh, April the 8th here on this um, beautiful, uh, dare I say, blustery day. You can catch us uh, directly on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and uh, apping directly for rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Uh, we're going to kick things off with uh, D. Dowd uh, Musk uh, here in the Kiva, as him and I. Set sail, ladies and gentlemen, to, uh, I guess if you could say such a thing, or anything <laughs> down south, to uh, T or C, Truth or Consequences. Uh, D-Dowd and myself will be, uh, David Dowd Musk, will be heading down there. You probably have to actually give your actual name, uh, Dowd. Um, oh, yeah. You can subscribe uh, directly at uh, rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. It's a tough day here in the Kiva, folks. We're just uh, trying to keep... Uh, Mike Ramos, uh, of course, uh, in our prayers and uh, thinking about him and his family and all that, making sure he gets a speedy recovery. And for the rest of those people uh, that are out there, uh, don't forget, on this day, back in 1788, Marietta, Ohio, is the first permanent American settlement in the Northwest Territory. It's also, uh, as uh, I guess as we uh, stated yesterday, what was it, National Coffee Cake Day? <laughs> um, yeah, today, I don't know how we come up with these things or you come up with these things, but out you're always uh on top of this and then today we've got uh you know it's interesting one one day to the other we've got national in step into the spotlight day uh that's interesting whatever that is draw a picture of a bird day i saved a bird early this week national dog fighting awareness day uh that should be uh celebrated here in the state of new mexico zoo lovers day uh the albuquerque zoo uh the only people who don't like the zoo are the actual people are the elephants yes they hate the uh, the Albuquerque uh, Biopark National Empanada Day. Mm. We know that the New Mexicans love to celebrate that uh, empanaditas. In fact, they look like empanaditas. A lot of them. Uh, Feng Shui Awareness Day. That would be my day. Uh, I think everything in my life is Feng Shui. <clears throat> I spent a lot of time at the furniture store this morning. About to close on a uh, little uh, nice little property. And the International Roma Day. We were watching La Ventura. Uh, Michelangelo Antonini, uh, the great uh, Monica Vitti in all of that, and uh, D-Dowd Musk, Hour One. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing well, Eddie, and I uh, I just uh, want to read a message to our subscribers. This is not from me, although I, I endorse it 100%. It expresses my sentiment. Uh, the folks who have been who have subscribed for the last, uh, what, year and a half now, so many of you folks, and new people coming in all the time. Unfortunately, we, we lose some people because they move out of state. Um, our provider, the Substack platform has been having, I don't know if they were hacked or if they had some sort of internal problem. So you may have been getting a couple of extra emails today from yesterday's Daily Blast, uh, my original research done, sent out earlier this week. Uh, this is the message from uh, Silicon Valley, quote, due to a technical incident, some publishers may see delayed or duplicate email or app notifications for a small number of posts over the last few days, 
we apologize for the disruption and have addressed the underlying issue. So uh, that is not a message from the Rock of Talk. We use their technology, but of course, we highly endorse that message and apologize for any inconvenience. Mm, there you go. All right, uh, D-Dowd Muska. A couple of write-ups, one from Wednesday, uh, one from Friday. I believe that we're going to get to those uh, almost right away. Happy birthday to uh, Julian Lennon. Yes, uh, believe it or not, he is almost 60 years of age, the son of uh, late great John Lennon. Uh, Robin Wright, uh, Jenny from, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Horace Gore, Forrest Gump. I'm uh, not a smart man, but I know um, what love is. <laughs> yeah, I know what Jenny is. She's pretty hot. Uh, 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 everything that she has done right is only her last name because she wrongly uh, married one Sean Penn and then Patricia oh. Arquette. Uh, you might remember her from uh, Get Into the Groove fame uh, back in the day. Uh, yeah, Rosanna Arquette is my preferred Arquette. I don't know about oh, okay. you. I certainly enjoyed myself some uh, true romance and uh, we'll get there. We'll also talk about uh, activists for workers' rights in a pandemic inspired by labor icons, interestingly enough. Uh, Rail Runner in talks with the governor to reduce ticket prices. Nobody writes it. And even if you reduce the ticket prices, if it were free, people wouldn't write it. And the New Mexico State officials to open the New Mexico State University Conference. We'll also get to frustrated nanomagnets order themselves through disorder, whatever that is about. And then millennials now in charge of Española. That's right. Uh, the new mayor is, uh, what, 24, 26? 25 años, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And then we got... Uh, Representative uh, Yvette Harrell uh, stating to the governor, our state is last in employment, lacks leadership, and New Mexicans deserve uh, better. And then we have uh, Britain's looming cancer crisis on the extra clicks, including questioning blind EV, EV advocacy, excuse me, corrupt federal statistics, masking government cons, and the people most willing to risk nuclear war with Russia are those least likely to fight it. But uh, before I get to the front page uh, article, Lay out for us uh, what we're you and I are going to be doing this weekend uh, so that people are aware. We're going to be uh, looking live Sunday morning, uh, you know, late Sunday morning on uh, rockoftalk.tv where you can catch the broadcast of, I believe, the news conference that they're going to be holding for our walk through the uh, New Mexico spaceport, the lost leader for government uh, efficiency in the state of New Mexico, Deb. Yeah, uh, well, the plan is, and, and I will say plan because still part of me believes that they're not going to allow uh, one Edward Aragon and one David Dowd-Muska on the property on Sunday morning, but we, we will find out. Uh, in Sierra County, there's uh, one of the greatest state-level corporate welfare disasters in the history of our country. It's called Spaceport America, and pretty much nothing happens there. Uh, they have dozens of employee, employees. You're paying the bulk of their salaries, ladies and gentlemen. It was the vision, the vision of, of Bill Richardson, but it was also the vision of a whole bunch of Republicans who were heavily involved in that, too. And I think it was, uh, I forget the name of the state senator down in Las Cruces. He was a Republican, very actively uh, behind it. Uh, inherent in, rock, in, in launching rockets, you need to be in a safe area. Uh, they, you need to not you know always need to be but they like to put you by the coast because as you shed parts of rockets or if the rocket blows up accidentally you don't really hurt people because people don't live out in the ocean just a little some swimming swimming animals out there so that's why places like florida are are, are, are you know wildly uh, successful spaceports there's one uh, in virginia now uh georgia is planning one that's been very controversial there um so water coastal locations tend to be better uh we design we decided as New Mexicans, I guess, I wasn't here at the time, to uh, build a $200 million facility, uh, give it to 
basically give it to primarily one anchor tenant, uh, Richard Branson, who knows nothing about aerospace and just wanted to be a spaceman ever since he saw the Apollo landing when he was a young man over in the UK. Uh, his company, Virgin Galactic, has been almost 20 years old now, a total disaster. Uh, it has failed in pretty much everything it's tried. Uh, the more we're finding out about the test flights that it's been taking, how dangerous those are, even Branson's flight itself could have been a disaster. Three people were blown up uh, on the ground. One person died in the air as the years have gone on with Virgin Galactic. Uh, promise after promise after promise has been made. Eddie and I have kind of been on this for a little while. Um, I, I dare say uh, we're among the, I don't know, 10 people who understand this issue more than anyone else on the planet. But I don't think Eddie has, and I know I haven't, actually been to the facility. And I don't think just as an not. average taxpayer, you can go. You have to schedule a tour, and then there's been back and forth with the tour company. Every year they have an open house, and if you sign up early enough, and I did, you can actually attend. You can drive to the spaceport, go down I-25 or up I-25, stop at the beautiful hot springs, now known as Truth or Consequences, and then take that one-hour dusty drive out to the spaceport. Eddie and I are on our way Sunday morning. And it's funny, uh, Mr. Aragon, when you write about something, I've always thought about the guys who specialize in Italian Renaissance poetry. No matter how great a scholar you are, you, there's no such thing as a time machine. You can't go back to the Italian Renaissance and be there. Um, I've written so much about the spaceport, but I've never actually been on site. This is something of I don't know, the Super Bowl for corporate welfare for me. I'm actually going to get to go on Sunday if they let me in. And I am uh, more than a little excited. And boy, folks, are you going to have an entertaining show Monday uh, when we uh, tell you uh, after a, a good night's sleep what we actually experienced at Spaceport. <laughs> yeah, it will be an experience. Uh, we won't see Richard Branson there. That is confirmed. Oh, uh, so we should. Okay. Yeah, uh, he will okay. not be uh, there in attendance. It is just uh, basically a general media day that is uh coming in um okay so let's get to the front page of the albuquerque journal urinal once again and again we're leading the charge on conversations uh being had here in albuquerque um <clears throat> kind of interesting uh what happens here santa fe becomes far less affordable in 2022 i think that's the most important conversation for all of new mexico new mexico is becoming less affordable as we told you just a couple of days ago, I mean, by and large, a lot of people are relocating here. Uh, they're buying up what's left of the housing and they're remote working. And that is what is happening more and more. The trend, not the friend of a cheap state like the state of New Mexico. People love it. We have great weather. We've got great outdoor uh, everything. And uh, people want to live here and then they, they can get in and out of the airports. And if you take a flight, as I have, so many times uh, you have found that you fly with a lot of people who just live here, but they don't really live here. They live other places. And it says, as housing supply dwindles, prices continue to skyrocket. It's funny how we covered it. And then other news media will now just start to cover this kind of stuff. And we've seen this uh, be the trend for far too long. Not only did I run for mayor, uh, ran for Congress, uh, you know, pretty much, I think, has become, I've become, you know, the voice of the right, despite what you guys see in the bottom fold of the page, GOP hopefuls. <laughs> Are those two two words stuck together there in the state of New Mexico? Is it always going to be a hopeful? Interviewed interviewed before audience in Albuquerque. Uh, anytime Carla Sontag of the New Mexico Business Coalition is doing any kind of interview, 
you might as well have uh, controlled opposition running for the left and the Democrat. She's anything but Republican, and the Business Coalition is anything but business-oriented. And uh, moreover, let's not forget, uh, it was Carla Sontag, along with her husband and the rest of the New Mexico Coalition, that supported none other than Manny Manuel Gonzalez uh, during the election. Uh, Not only going so far as that, but going as far as to be there for the quote-unquote party uh, for that evening. They are competing for the June 7th uh, primary that is there. One of the great things about Donald Trump during his election back in 2016 is the fact that he came to the middle and he was able to sort of seize control of the labor of the Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, Ohio, Illinois, you know, the real sort of Rust Belt, the place where all of the the jobs and the industrial cities are, are, are located at, okay? Unfortunately, Republicans are not seizing upon that. They are more focused on this state, on virtue signaling, why they're better, and then not providing much in terms of backup, not creating the great uh, cultural appeal that I think needs to be done here in the state of New Mexico. You, you have to sort of sort of meet them halfway, Okay. That each of the candidates, nevertheless, said they would support photo identification for voters, a work requirement for able-bodied residents receiving public assistance, (laughs) and scaling back the governor's emergency powers. Those are sort of non-starters, I think, for both sides of the aisle. I don't think anybody is, that's not moving the needle very much, okay? And uh, what's really interesting in all this is there's 300 people who are involved in the Republican Party, and they're not doing much either either statewide or, or here locally. And I have to say that I continue to be disappointed because our state continues to be separated by the haves and the have-nots. And the haves are liberals. The haves are people involved in the film industry. The haves are people who are politicians. The haves are the people who are virtue signaling and sort of uh, moving the you know political needle uh, more towards, I think, woke leftism. And as I look at across our quote-unquote congregation of gubernatorial candidates from left to right, we have Dow, we have Maharj, we have Block, we have Zanetti, we have Ron Ketty uh, here and laying them all out. And you literally see what Alec has just reported on as the absolute worst governor. And you see, you know, all of these things taking place in the state over the last, you know, three years, two and a half, three years you increasingly feel more and more and more hopeless. Do any of the gubernatorials, actually, uh, gubernatorials, yeah, I think that's almost a way to, to talk about them. The gubernatorials, do they have any of the umph to actually beat the Democrat Party? If it's so divided, why do we have five candidates? Why haven't we seized upon one or two candidates internally? Who have the resume to, to beat that? Why have we, we gone that? Because you ain't going to lower the cost of housing here in the state of New Mexico with the guys that I think we currently see up there. According to the uh, write-up by McKay, a former meteorologist, me- meteorologist, excuse me, it's harder to pronounce that word than it is the education that it takes to attain that degree. <laughs> could, could be. <laughs> yeah. Seize the chance to describe himself as someone who would bring humility. What, what, what are we talking about? And good listening skills. You know what I'm looking for in a gubernatorial candidate? I'm looking for somebody who has more humility and just 
Just a great listener. This is what happens when I don't hear about your gubernatorial runs and you get made by the front page of the Albuquerque Journal. Mark Ronchetti has yet to return a phone call or return a text to essentially the conservative leader here in the city of Albuquerque. <clears throat> he said he would demand the legislature. I'm demanding. Yes. You know what? I'll tell you what we haven't had enough from the governor is enough demanding. Enough tyranny. Demand the legislature where Democrats were. Send him, send me, send me anti-crime bills. Please bring them here. I will not do a single thing until you send me anti-crime bills and we pass this legislation. That's appealing on a Friday. Did uh, anybody think to even ask that maybe one third less of people are actually, you don't know, reading this on a Friday morning? Probably nobody. We will keep you safe. That will be our mantra. Yes. I think we need more mantras. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We're going to beat the governor at her own game. Namaste. Right. Uh, the, the, namaste. Yeah, we go. Mantra. <laughs> we need more mantras. We don't have safety. We don't have anything. Okay. I suppose. What if we don't have money? We don't have police. So it, technically you're wrong on that. Okay. Got to do better, Mark. Come on, buddy. We got uh, literally two months to the day until the election. Two months to the day. There's 31 in May. Yes, so it makes it two months to the day. Pretty good at math. It's funny how that is. 60 days. Jay Block. Standoval, he called, he called me yesterday to check on me, Dallas. Check on you? To check on me. Yes. I, hey, I want to see how you're doing. Did, did he think you had fallen down a ravine or something? Or I don't know, but... Jay Block called, hey, buddy, how you doing? Then he proceeded to ask me about my personal life. Like, uh, what? who'd you go with on your uh, trips? Where'd you go? What'd you do? Like, uh, I, I don't know. What are we, boys now? We said, so you, would, you, you get behind Manny Gonzalez and suddenly we're boys? Oh, we're boys. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Hey, how's it going, buddy? But uh, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Yo, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Buddy, 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 buddy. <clears throat> retired air force lieutenant do you realize like the amount of controlled opposition and interference that the left runs for the right it's like oh we're not going to let you actually get your superior candidates out we're, we're going to take the uh sort of we're going to take your uh oh six oh five oh five candidate and uh we're going to run him to the very top you know you, you literally got an oh six you got a or 07 or whatever Zanetti is. And we're going to, we're going to place J block it. Hey buddy, buddy, buddy. Hey buddy. Hey buddy. Cause Eddie Aragon likes uh, Greg Zanetti. Apparently started his interview off by asking the audience to pose for a picture, triggering laughter as he urged people to say, pose for a picture and say no to MLG. You know what this, you know what more, more of these campaigns need. They need more, you know, stop, stop the press, stop the bus. Uh, take Hey, why don't you guys say, stay a picture. Uh, I told, I told Jay, I said, Jay, anytime you want to come on the air, it's yours call. I'm not going to invite people. You can take me up on it. Rebecca Dow was like beating down my door until I, <laughs> you know, punched her in the face a couple of times. Say no to MLG rather than cheese. Oh, what are we doing? 
This is why I love New Mexico. I mean, the endless material. Even the Republicans give me material. As Governor Block said, he would ban vaccine mandates. Ooh, ban vaccine mandates. Wonder what led that. I don't remember you and I having an, uh, an interview. And critical race theory. Oh, I believe that uh, Re- <laughs> Rebecca Dow already introduced a bill on that one. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. He also said he would establish border security agency and combat corruption in government. Okay. You're going to get honest government back because that's what you deserve. You have not had that for so many years in this state, and I quite quite find that disgusting. Who could disagree with that? Not moving the needle much there, as far as that's concerned. All right. And we got uh, Becky, as uh, Dowd refers to her as uh, Dowd. Do you have a name for, for Rebecca Dow? Oh, she's affectionately known on this program as Big Government Becky. Big Government Becky. Here we go. From Truth or Consequences, pitched herself as an effective legislator. Is she effective? Do we know what, uh, do we, I don't know. All right, here we go. Who, who, who knows how to navigate politics of the roundhouse and secure <sighs> policy wins that would turn and keep the state red. What keep? When has the state been red? 1920s. <laughs> Are we going back to 1928 when we had a Republican <laughs> governor and a Republican legislature? Yes, back in 1928, we're trying... Let's go back to 1928. I remember as if it was your gubernatorial candidates. When you don't come out and define, this is how you get kicked in the teeth because you'd rather talk to a Carla Sontag than return my phone calls. It's what you get. Ain't, ain't gonna be pretty, you know, pretty. It's, it's funny how they just keep pushing Greg Zanetti down, like literally the most capable, educative, effective, you know, private sector of all the guys. It's like, but how far down can we? Can we just kick Zanetti in the teeth? Because Eddie Aragon likes that guy. This is just this, this keep pushing him down. Dow noted that two bills she sponsored this year became law. Dow, there it is, became law. And uh, the Republicans uh, being outnumbered at the Capitol Hill, we, we still passed it despite it becoming law. Wait, wait, wait now. Did Does that mean a lot of Democrats voted for your bill? i don't know i'm trying to read between the lines here are we practicing uh practicing a good democrat legislative uh efficacy one bill extends the deadline for small business to apply for recovery because you know what businesses need they need more recovery loans right mark morris my name mark morris hey mark mark morris you need more ppp money how's a million would you like two million how to be yeah you, you want some you want some money you want some free money Got the welfare, the welfare, the corporate welfare for the government, cheese. <clears throat> the other uh, revises occupational licensing. Who am I going to make it a little bit easier for you to get a haircut? All right. I think we're literally the worst in the country when it comes to occupational licensing, right? I think you get licensed for braiding, right? Yeah, Wigs. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, what, what else do we have? We have weird licensing laws for all. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm three quarters through this on the second page of a bottom line on a Friday. I'm trying to communicate to you why Republicans will not take back the gubernatorial race unless something drastic changes very quickly. Bottom, bottom fee uh, from a somewhat from a New Mexico business coalition sponsor who got behind Manny Gonzalez, a Democrat for governor. I mean, for mayor. That's as good as it gets, folks. There's this large roadblock in the wall, and his name is Eddie Aragon. 
Can someone please move that man? Nobody will call him. Nobody will talk to him. Gubernatorial candidates will not return his phone call. You know what? I don't know how you're going to go around him. How are we going to get around this guy? He talks to so many people. He knows everything. He does all these things. And somehow he's involved in CD1. He's involved in a mayoral race. He's involved in state party stuff. But now we got to go around him. But still on the front page of the top fold, the very thing that Eddie Aragon and Dowd Musk are talking about at the top of the fold. I don't see, uh, well, the Rio Grande Foundation. How long is the Rio Grande? It's uh, They should call it, at this point, I think at some point you, you start referring it to after after so many years, like age cheese or age one, you, you sort of <laughs> refer to it as viejo or the old age cheese or the uh-huh. old aged wine. Yeah, there's a, re- a reference to that in Spanish wine, by the way. I th- Eddie, I'm sorry. I thought they had changed their name to the Rio Grande uh, Fake Pole Foundation. That's yes, uh, we should get to that. Uh, we should get to that story next, shall we? <laughs> Funny how uh, I believe that was Wednesday. I think that was a uh, front and center Jefferson Bird. Jefferson Bird and the PRC. Jefferson Bird and the PRC ran a poll. Yeah, we like to get back to uh, make America great again. And we'll kind of stay away from, kindly stay away from the Hispanics in the uh, Republican Party, namely Eddie Aragon, or as he might refer to himself as the Eddie Aragon. That's a strange name to to say that, that that way. <clears throat> Finally, oh, Jesus. I said G E E Z U S, just so you know. I just got to be careful. That, 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 you see why we don't support that Eddie Aragon, that Eddie Aragon? The reason why we don't support him is he says things like a Jesus, yeah. but he spells it different, just like I pronounce his name different. Differson Bird. He's a nice enough guy. He had, he had a great um, convert, you know, sort of discussion about his father and my father and i was i was i was moved did i got almost got a tear in my beer right there at the republican state convention for jefferson bird and story about his family finally dow says we've got to have someone in office who's able to work across the aisle and get the yes oh god you know what we really need we need people to we need to reach across the aisle. Yep. We need to embrace those Democrats. Yep. Yep. You know what we've been missing this entire time? People who are reaching across the aisle. You yep. know, people who are cooperative, work in the spirit of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Just really try to work with the Democrats. You know, I, I don't know. I, I see a guy like, uh, I don't know, uh, Brian Colon. Or uh, what, what's the, uh, Brian Eagle. Right? You know, Eagle. They're nice guys. You know, they're real good guys. No, they want to work with us, I think. Or you see, uh, what's that horrible guy that sues all the attorneys down there who's retiring out of Corrales, which would be? Oh, the demon. Demon, demon Eli. Eli. <laughs> we got to work across the aisle with those guys. That, that's going to help us, right? So I guess uh, if we're just more all like Brooke Basson, that's going to really help us, right? And uh, get speed cameras going, right, Brooke Bispon? Uh, Eddie, earlier this week, the Republicans yeah, yeah. Uh, in the, at the legislature, they, they reached across the aisle. Mm. Uh, every oh, single Republican, yes. every single, I'm looking at the vote count right now on my big screen. You can't we, see how far monitor. did we reach? I want to know uh, how far we reached across that aisle. This was the $50 million pork bill helping mm. uh, Democrats and Republicans get reelected. Uh, I love see. reaching for the pork. Uh, I love bill. the pulled pork. I always reach for the pulled pork. 
because, I mean, I, I dare you to try. It's the best pulled pork sandwich. This side of the Mississippi at the Albuquerque Isotopes Park, says uh, Jim Armijo. Uh, the so this is a big fifty million dollar pork bill. Your your money, ladies and gentlemen. The money. Uh, in the Senate, it passed thirty nine to zero, meaning oh. no Republicans voted against it. They all voted for it. Uh, who voted? And in the House, it passed sixty three to nothing. So no ah. Republicans voted against it there either. Like the Uniparty, sort of like the Unibrow from the South Side, where you know all the the girls, the cholas, they have the Unibrow. They don't even shave it anymore. Look at Velma over there with a unibrow at the cross, like the Una party. All right. We're still not to uh, <clears throat> the guy who's the most qualified to be the governor, Greg Zanetti. Why? Because we, we don't like him. Eddie Aragon likes him, and we don't like Eddie Aragon. Greg Zanetti, a financial advisor, he just, he just talks about money or something. I, I don't know, words, verbs, money. I don't know, dollars, whatever. Nobody cares about dollars. A military veteran. He's just a military veteran. No. Jay Block is a Sandoval County Commissioner and retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel. No, you, no uh, Greg Zanetti is not a Brigadier General. Uh, you know, he's a, just a low life. He's just an enlisted man just uh, over here, just, you know, shuffling around, you know, latrine in charge. Like, you guys are such idiots, the Albuquerque Journal. But you know what? We know that you're cheering for the other side. Lieutenant Colonel J. Block. And you got a uh, uh, military veteran. Uh, I don't know. He's involved in, like, financial affairs. And he understands some sort of weird paradigms about 80 years. And is, like, making all sorts of stupid money for really expensive people like Bill Gates. And, uh, I don't know, people related to Eddie Oregon. Ah, like, who, ah, who cares? Ah. I hope every single person is listening to this broadcast today. Military veteran pointedly, repeatedly to his experience. Yeah, because you can't even pointedly, repeatedly put it in the damn paper. Because you're such a-holes at all of it. And you Republicans are such idiots. Like, none of these other candidates can even beat Greg's and uh, can beat Michelle Lujan Grisham. And you got the one guy on stage who can actually beat Michelle Lujan Grisham. You got a meteor. Can we go back to the meteorology degree? Just how incredibly, like, uh, der, New Mexico, der, California, der, Arizona, bad temperatures and, uh, you know, allergies. I don't even know. Doesn't even matter. How about that? You got someone who's reaching across the aisle, right? Then you got somebody else who's pointing about uh, other policies that other gubernatorial candidates have already literally. Introduce legislation on. Bury the lead much, Albuquerque Journal? Hmm? Bury it? You want to bury New Mexico? There you go. Greg Zanetti, a financial advisor, randomly. <laughs> not a man who uh, worked uh, for some of the richest people in the world. Military veteran, not a guy who's a brigadier general. Pointed repeatedly to his experience, describing himself as Quote, unquote, the money guy. Yes, you're trying hard to get him votes, I know. When you describe anybody as a money guy in the state of New Mexico, I'm sure that's going to garner a lot of attention, a lot of votes, a lot of support. What's wrong with dumbass uh, Paul Guessing, uh, D-Dowd Muska? Why is it? What? <laughs> I we only have three hours today. <laughs> we only have three hours today. Um, 
and someone well-qualified to handle state finances and public safety. Nobody is smarter. Folks, I could literally stand in front of you for three hours if I wanted to today and literally just talk about Greg's and Eddie if I wanted to. That's how much I've learned from the guy. And he's the last guy to toot his own. The worst thing about Greg Zanetti is he is incapable of tooting his own horn. Literally incapable of doing so. You could try as you might. He'll never say, I don't know what it is. Should we have a general dealing with issues at the border and with public safety? Zanetti asked the crowd after noting. Remember, they did not even introduce him as that. They didn't introduce the other, the other candidates. Lieutenant Colonel, blah, blah, blah. After noting that he'd risen to the rank of Brigadier General and served as a commander at Guantanamo, he said he would declaw the public education department to push power to the local level. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. The one guy who actually wants to sort of give government back to the people? Like, put the power? Not, you, mean, you mean not the person who wants to work across the aisle? Wait, wait, wait. Not the guy who wants to... Uh, let, me, let me put this uh, again. We will keep you safe. Uh, I believe Michelle Lujan Grisham said exactly those four words. We will keep you safe. Five words, excuse me. That will be our mantra. Also, uh, would demand that the legislature send him an anti-crime bill. I demand you. I sit on my throne and I use. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, let's see. What, what do we got from J Block on here? Say no to MLG rather than cheese. But let's bury the lead and let's put it on the back. Republicans, you are about to bury yourself once again. Not only is the allowing the lead to be buried right here, but you guys are such morons collectively. Oh, by the way, I'm still a Republican. Yeah, I know you guys are so stupid. You like to say, ah, Eddie Aragon's, uh, I don't know, uh, everything from found Christ to out on the street. Uh, you guys make up all these rumors. I got Jay Block calling me about my personal life. And no, no dice, Chino. You get nothing. I'm not the guy you want to war with. But I certainly hope that you try to. Because I am in command of this election right now that's happening in the city of Albuquerque. And I want you to pay attention to what I'm telling you to do right now. You are going to lose this election, Republicans. You are going to have Michelle Lujan Grisham as your governor, period. It is going to happen. Because you're letting the media and you're letting rhino Republicans drive this election. I am sending this warning to you 60 days, 30 days ahead from early uh, voting and 60 days ahead of the election. If you don't pull your collective heads out of your asses, and I don't have to interpret the news here for you so I can read exactly what's happening to you then you are going to go ahead and have four years. And there's three other people who would love to have four years of Michelle Lujan Grisham. Three people who would love it, and they're all running against Greg Zanetti right now. I don't even know how else to put this to you. And Greg, you know what? For all intents and purposes, uh, I, I hate to get on you here publicly, but you got to pull your head out here as well. Start discarding the people and start making the priorities of the state the priorities, meaning there's some people you're just going to have to go and throw out of your campaign, throw out of your fundraising, throw out of everything. There's just some bad people. Weakness literally draws sharks. And they feed off of that. And they're feeding off of that right now. There is no stronger candidate than Greg Zanetti, period. There's nobody more electable over Michelle Lujan Grisham than Greg Zanetti, period. You're having a controlled opposition interview 
was Carla Sontag, who's clearly behind anybody but Greg Zanetti at this point. I'm calling you out, Republicans, for all the BS that you guys continue to do, both with John Rockwell and the Bernalillo County Party. And, and for God's sakes, folks, I mean, try to get behind what, what's left of Steve Pierce. Is, is he even alive anymore? I don't even know. I haven't heard from him. All I get is press releases. Ethel Maharge, a former mayor of Cuba. That, that's all we got. We got three paragraphs. Greg Zanetti, a financial advisor, military veteran. That's all we got. We have no idea about the rest of this stuff. We got braggadocio going all over with the other three because they can't stop talking about themselves. And Dan McKay, oh, he just loves, I've talked to Dan McKay. Many a late night, yep, couldn't cover the uh, GOP convention stuff, couldn't cover the CD1 fairly, couldn't cover the mayoral race, right? You think I'm going to go ahead and let him get a pass on this after seeing the crap that I've seen today and after the, the feedback that I got back from other gubernatorial candidates? <laughs> Ethel Mahard, former mayor of Cuba and anti-abortion activist. Yeah, that, there you go. Boy, she's, she's got a great chance in the general. You know, when someone's an anti-abortion activist, you might as well say that they will never get elected to anything. If you're pro-life, that's cool. I love it. I'm with you all the way. Okay. The problem becomes is you are unmarketable to the other side. In a general, you will lose 1,000% of the time. Said she supports life and doesn't quit when asked to describe her skills. I care about life and I think that's it. Life is basic. You know, the only thing I care about, doubt, is life. I just care about life, you know. The answer to your question is life. I don't know. Complex issues. Difficult times. We're 50th and everything. Life. 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 I don't know. What's your answer to that? Life. Absentee balloting begins May the 10th, I believe. 31 days from now. DPNM spokeswoman Delaney Cochran. I don't even. These are like no names, and somehow they're, they're given the last word on the Republicans. So they allow the Republicans to give the Republican version of the last word against the Democrat anything? No. So Governor Lujan Grisham and other Democrats are focused on delivering economic relief to state residents. They're going through tough times. We're handing out checks, free money, and free pot. All of it, free. It's all free. The free party. No? The state residents, while the GOP just spouts extremist rhetoric. Well, the way they wrote it in the Albuquerque Journal and the lack of actual feedback from gubernatorial candidates. I mean, literally, the only person I hear from is Greg Zanetti and uh, Rebecca Dow. And then I guess if Jay Block cares about me, he, he'll, he'll, he'll give me a call. Hey, how you doing? I just wanted to check on you. I literally got a text message. Hey, I just wanted to check on you. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Hey, will you check on me? just want to know how I'm doing. Republican candidates for governor, she said, continue to demonstrate just how out of touch they are with the majority of New Mexicans. For that, I would have to absolutely agree. Doubt it looks like you and I are going to have plenty of material for the next four years, maybe eight years. An embarrassment of riches here in the state of New Mexico. A show that almost never needs to be prepared, despite the fact that we work at the both ends of the, uh, of the candle. You go ahead and develop all the, of this information. And the front page, the top fold, is the very thing that we talked about in this program is how unaffordable the state of New Mexico is, particularly in the state capital. That is something that every single gubernatorial candidate can capitalize on. Folks, we are possessed to lose. In states like Pennsylvania and Georgia, and I dare, if you feel like you need to take me on, aha, 
right here in the Kiva with your gubernatorial positioning of your candidacy. I'd love to hear more about it. Love to read your record. Love to see where you're at on the issues. Vaccine mandates, that's so pathetic. Really? Critical race theory? Really? We're, we're talking about that, where they mandate it on the military bases, <laughs> Sandia National Labs? Department of Energy? Oh, they love it. They love their training. So I'd love to get your feedback uh, on that and uh, anything else. We'll get to D. Dowd Muska's uh, wonderful articles uh, as well. Oh, yes, out of the ballpark. There he slid home for the win last night at Game Skill. That from Jaylene, the woman who works with John Rockwell and has done everything in her possible power to defeat me and make sure that, oh, looking for a little bit of a little, a little soft landing. You ain't going to get it there, honey. We know what you've done. Thank you, Eddie. What a Greek tragedy New Mexico has become. General Zanetti cannot be buried. We face certain oblivion without his vision. Or without vision, people perish. No kidding. Greg's got my vote, but unfortunately, he won't get the nomination. This state sucks. I'm leaving. E Eddie, my chola sister used to shave her eyebrows. No, then she would paint them mad. Sometimes she would paint them surprised. That's funny. Oh, Eddie, it's Friday. I'm I'm tired, but I always laugh when I hear Eddie on the commercial. Say yes to the dress. Yes, say yes to the dress. There it is, Madeline. Good. I don't think the GOP leadership has any interest in promoting any candidate. It would require passion, effort, hard work, and the desire to change. They have none of those things. That is uh, true. Space rockets don't fly to space. They land in the ocean. That is why they are near the coast. That's funny. That's good. Lots of more texts uh, coming into the Kiva. You're welcome to jump in. Uh, your reaction, D. Dowd Muska. Uh, I'm from the inside. You're on the outside. Looking at from a policy position, um, when you look at big government, Becky, when you look at the uh, various people, uh, the politicians who lie, cheat, and steal their way to a, a nomination. And then, of course, you've got the uh, glad handers and the people who are, you know, I, I will say the most skilled uh, politician in all the state is not someone who's running for office, but someone who guides people running for office. And that, of course, would be Jay McCluskey. I, I'll tell you, the, the other guy who's uh, who's the second luckiest guy in the state of New Mexico is Jay McCluskey. You know, mm-hmm. he can take advantage of hope. Hope pays the bills. Hope spends the money. Hope does not, unfortunately, win elections. So uh, we'll leave it right there. And your your comments about uh, the Rio Grande Foundation, how they continually are. Fe- notice, notice how they're continually featured on channel four, seven, and 13, whenever they need the quote unquote controlled opposition to sort of uh, quasi come their way, D. Dowd Muska. Yeah, I mean, I, I just have this wacky notion that think tanks should actually do public policy research and not do polling. I, I, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like I've been in that world for 30 years and um, what we do is we research public policy, we document what's going wrong, we, we look at where things are going right, maybe in other states, even other countries, and we lay out a better path forward for uh, individual fulfillment, societal uh, thriving, uh, doing polls and uh, constantly going over to the TV channels to talk about whatever they want to talk about. Um, that's not really what a think tank does. But uh, leaving aside the issue of the Reward Guessing Foundation, I'm sorry, the Rio Grande Foundation, uh, listen, on the, on the governor's thing, you know, I'm of two minds. Of course, I want a better New Mexico. I'm, I'm, like so many people who who weren't didn't grow up here, I see nothing but potential here. But I also see a state that just continually shoots itself in the foot. You've got so many advantages. I enjoy living here 
I mean, no place is perfect, but I enjoy living here for the weather, for the scenery, for the lower cost of living. There's so many natural advantages here and the policy environment and the political environment is just hideously uh, poisonous. I guess we're all being, you know, we're all humans and we're all interested in our own well-being to some extent. Um, I'd like to say I could be uh, perfectly altruistic, but in terms of income security, uh, in terms of me staying busy <coughs> with what I do, uh, another four years of MLG uh, might be good for me. Uh, but if it were pure, pure, purely up to me, I would, of course, if it were up to me, if I could do the Thanos snap uh, and get some real uh, people in government here who are interested in, in, a, in a thriving state and not a welfare dependent state, I would do it. Uh, I have a quote from the around 1870 that perfectly encapsulates New Mexico. It's in a piece I just put up on rockoftalk.chat, and we will be getting to that in the next segment, ladies and gentlemen, in the next hour. We will do that uh, when we return. We appreciate everybody tuning in, as always, right here in the Kiva. On AM 1600 KIVA, com. Of course, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in, subscribing, and all the rest of that uh, good stuff that they always do at rockoftalk.chat. It's a wonderful place to go ahead and gather every single day for all the information that you may have missed other places you will definitely get from here and not to mention the inside because we participate uh, as well with the top of the hour bring it back hour two just for you with the dowd muska a lot of fun uh, here on a friday afternoon can we forget about the things i said when i was drunk i didn't mean to call you that i can't remember what was said or what you threw at me Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I'm the Andrew Kiavi, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500 here on this wonderful Friday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to be here with you. And yes, uh, Dow doesn't know what I'm about to drop on him, and he's going to be quite upset uh, when I do, as uh, we have sort of the uh, big lead-in, lead-out, and lead-into the uh, second half. By the way, that, of course, is the uh, beautiful Santa Fe Opera backdrop. I just bought my season tickets today because I found out that they are not going to be doing any sort of vaxxing. Uh, no mandated wow. vaxxing. Yeah, they, might, they, will do, they will do max, uh, uh, excuse me, masking, I believe is what you call it, masking. Yeah, I don't know what that is but because uh, I don't do it. But um, I believe they're probably going to end up relaxing their masking uh, as well. And uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to... My Santa Fe Opera tickets, uh, I will be going. I've got four shows, D-Dowd Muska. Looking, looking forward right. to that. Are you excited about that? Uh, not uh, to mention our, our inaugural um, Saturday in the Salon edition will be next week. Next okay. week. I just finally put it together with Jim Hammond today. We spent a lot of time kind of working out the kinks. Uh, let me kind of tell you what the show's all about uh, very quickly because we're about to ruin Dowd's. Uh, I got to give him the... You, you, 
if I ask Dowd if he wants the good news or the bad news, 100% of the time he says good news because he's the consummate pessimist. Right? <laughs> really is. So um, <clears throat> uh, Saturdays in Salon will be uh, will be the a one show, uh, one beverage, beer, spirit, wine, coffee, one film, one movie each week, one hotel each week. Yes, one hotel, very important. Hotel industry just decimated by other than uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. One event every week, only one. Not going to give you a calendar of everything that you want to do. Like you, you want to pay attention to what I'm paying attention to, not what. Well, here's the community calendar. These are all the things that are going on this weekend in Albuquerque. No, we're going to pay attention to what we pay attention to. One location could be a city, could be a Pueblo, could be, you know, one poignant little, might be a GPS. We might just be playing Pokemon. Never know. I just might be out there somewhere. Just 35 dash 28. uh, Geocaching. Yeah. Might be geocaching. One uh, musical masterpiece which could be anything could be country music could be twangy could be gangy gangsta rap no it could be uh orchestral stuff you know know all that kind of stuff i was listening to wc's opera today peleus and melison mm, very good oh wc one book oh one book you know how difficult it is to read a book in a week folks I've tried it before, you know, 40 pages, 40 pages, 40 pages. I've tried that before. You can't do that. The problem is that sometimes the writing is so good. It's sort of like a book on tape. Like if the narration sucks, it sucks. You're not going to get through it. Okay. It's the way it's going to work. Okay. I don't care how good you think the book might be. If it's got a bad narrative, same thing. If the, if the narrator is good and the book is bad, same problem. Okay. Got to all kind of syncopate. That's going to be, that's going to be my hardest thing is to get through a book in a week. One book. I'm usually tossing around like four or five books in addition to everything else I read. One dish slash restaurant. We're going to be, oh, the feature, man. My compliments to the chef. Uh, Jim Griego, I love the uh, chihuahua. Oh, it's such a good, such a good Piece of meat on Le Bon, oh, over at the Isotopes Park. Oh, will it be the the Wild West Sausage? Oh, oh that's a very good. I love the way Jim Griego prepares as the executive chef at the Isotopes Park. His wonderful creation. Yeah, obviously, I hate, I hate Jimmy the Greek. Did you guys know that that actually Griego means Griego? Griego, Yeah, Greek, Griego. Wow. Look it up. Do you know what Griego okay. means? Yeah. At least they used to. I think it did long time ago. No, I think I think this weekend on Sunday, the French are having their election. Yeah, Jean Marie Le Pen. She had no chance ever. She threw the right. She's way too far, too culturally insensitive. I don't know. We could do French accents all weekend long. Tout à l'heure. <clears throat> so yeah, one dish, one restaurant. We're gonna be visit the executive chef. He's been doing it for so long. He went to Le Cordon Bleu. Oh, so th- the best chefs in the world. All train at Le Cordon Bleu. What is this crap? Hell's Kitchen. Oh wow, that's great. Just uh, walk by old Hell's Kitchen. Gordon Ramsay, boy, that guy's a jackass. I love him. <laughs> I love everything about that man. 
If I want food, I would want a guy like Gordon Ramsay, a guy who just like, what is this? You call this food? Up yours. F F out of here, right? Like that's all. Like, have you listened to Gordon? Go to go to YouTube. You want to treat treat yourself? Treat yourself. Treat yourself, fool. Like the way he treats people, these chefs who walk in. What is this? And then, um, yeah, so we'll be doing that. And then I'll be featuring a last name every week. Like Griego. Oh, where's the Griego go come from? Oh, oh Dowd, I have such bad news for you, bro. <laughs> oh, Dowd. I think I had a, yeah, I actually had a, um, your first name, and I literally had a teammate on my team, Devin O'Dowd. He got trashed at my uh, graduation party. Huh. The guy's name was Devin O'Dowd. He had never had, uh, you know, drinks before, and then he, he got trashed, and they were, like, pumping his stomach at my graduation party. It wasn't An O'Dowd who'd never had booze before? Yeah, well, he was Christian, born again. <sighs> Philippians okay. 4.11. I don't know. What, Philippians 4.11, I think uh, something about getting to heaven or uh, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me or so I don't know. What is that? What is Philippians? I feel like I'm, I'm about to just ostracize our complete and total. Uh, Judy stopped texting me. Thank God. Oh, okay. I knew I was going to stop those texts. Ladies and gentlemen, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. I know she's amen. Amen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my guilt trips have stopped. Literally the only, the only baggage I was carrying on my trip was, was Judy. Judy in disguise. That's what you are. Mm, okay, Friday afternoon. <sighs> oh, Le Cordon Bleu. Ah, so good. I love the love. Oh, I'm so sorry, Dowd. Here we are. From a listener. From a P1. <laughs> oh, before I read that, I'm gonna let me read some good news for you. The New Mexico GOP is like a battered battered spouse. <laughs> <laughs> sure, show is. What you say? What you say, Tina? Proud Mary, big wheel keep on turning. I don't know what you say about old Proud Mary, but she will get back of my hand. No, see, not funny, not funny, not funny. Old Ike. They keep getting cheated on and abused, but they won't accept help from others to separate it from the dims. They are contented being enablers. They really are. Good reach point. That's an excellent aisle. description. Excellent. Reach description. across the aisle. Let me reach. I like to reach. I like to. Mm, and one and two. Let's get physical. All right. Normally, I'd like to say MLG should be fired from a circus cannon like a rodeo clown, but that would be very offensive to rodeo clowns. <laughs> I've seen them work. They work very hard and actually provide provide a service. I do a service. Oh, Dowd. Oh, Dowd. Oh, brother, where art thou? Bad news for Dowd. Looks like the Spaceport America... Baseport Open House has been canceled. Oh, interesting. Now you got to get that refund. Well, too late now. Go Ray me. I'll, I'll reimburse. Derrick County, April 8th, 2022. Baseport America has made the decision to postpone the 2022 Open House, which has been planned to be held on April 10th. Baseport America has been monitoring National Weather Service for the past. Yeah, I... I... You gotta be kidding me, man! Uh, I think this is jokey. Oh no, for these are for the, oh for the fly-in. The people can't do the fly-in. Yeah, no, this is an actual text. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I started to say, man. Yeah, I thought we were gonna go road tripping. Hey, I, I got my night in truth or consequences. I got my hotel. I'm going down anyway. Nights in white satin. Oh, I totally missed that by an octave. 
never reaching the end. Oh, the Moody Blues are great. Spaceport has been monitoring National Weather Service for the past week. Weather warnings for the high winds have forced the decision to postpone the event. We are aware of the disappointment that will come. The enormous, enormous, ginormous, incredible, like $220 million ginormous, $2 million, $2 billion, you know, Palat, Chamath, Palapatia size, enormous disappointment to the visitors. But to the staff, oh, the staff is really what we're worried about. Spaceport. They have staff there? What do they do? <laughs> The office people are down in Las Cruces. <laughs> they got to go to work for one day and they, they even get off on that deal. But to the staff of Spaceport America and our customers who have been looking forward to sharing our activities for the growth over the last two years to Spaceport America, says <laughs> executive director, ED, no, I don't need the blue pill. I've got my title, ED, Scott McLaughlin. Sorry, Dowd. No yeah. dice, you know, the silhouettes are uh, writing with us. There you go. What do you think? Uh, it's on their official website. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, man. Sorry, pal. I thought someone was funning us, but uh, here it oh, is. No. Yeah. no fun. Eric, uh, no need to come in on Sunday. Uh, pull the mic down there, uh, big man. Uh, Eric is here in studio. Um, you know, he's here to for a Friday afternoon, Friday fun. No fun on Sunday. Uh, no Sunday fun day for uh, D Down Muska down south. Uh, Eric, I know you're disappointed. I am. I was looking forward to that. Yeah, that would have been good. I had a lot of potential. So much potential. Just like all of New Mexico, so much potential. Oy. Oy. Uh, Dowd, how about I take you to the ballpark on Tuesday? Are you ready one of those Jim Greek dogs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the signature dish. Yeah. Signature. The It's his signature. It's not a signature dish. It's, it's his, his signature, signature dish. <laughs> there it is. Griego equals Greek. Jimmy the Greek. I mean, I'm not even pulling your leg. The guy is the executive chef is Jimmy the Greek, the guy who got fired for racism, and you want to get on me about my speech? This is the guy who's literally telling you that black people were superior athletes because their hip bones were placed a little bit higher up in the back. And now he's cooking your dogs over at the Isotopes Park, folks. Come on. Come on. I'm so entertaining today. I'm entertaining myself. This is sad. I told somebody today, Dowd, I think you'd like this, that I would do the show even if I was only doing it for myself. <laughs> and I actually believed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dowd, uh, without further ado, uh, you get the hour. Um, oh, since, wow. Well, the, yeah, the power hour. Uh, we got a lot to get to uh, here. In the do you want to take a break, take a deep breath, regather ourselves, re regroup? We like to regroup. We like to regroup. Um, and then uh, do your write-up for Wednesday, huge, even bigger Friday. In fact, I'm looking at it uh, right now. Eric Prorencio has it uh, in his email. I'm looking at your email, Eric. Wow, interesting stuff. Oh, yeah? Uh, don't cancel those subscriptions, baby. I could use those. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? No, Go I'm ahead. Dow, do you want to uh, you want to hit the break and then bring it back and reset? Let's, uh, do, let's do that. Let's oh, do you want to do that? Okay. <laughs> there we go. Well, I don't know. Hey, I'm just giving you the options. If I was just they can't even do an open house right, ladies and gentlemen. They yeah, can't no. even do that right. <sighs> yeah, there we go. So anyway, I don't even know what to do. That was a good first hour. Lots of feedback. You know, it's always great when I'm getting good feedback, especially from people in the party, uh specifically. I gotta I gotta say that's uh that's a pretty good thing. Back after a quick break, uh, we'll reset and bring it back. Uh D Dow and I are 
after the big introduction, a big uh, send off, uh, looking more forward to something that, uh, you know, we could possibly ever look forward to. We are not looking forward to it any longer. So, uh, um, I guess we'll just have to wait just like everything else. Uh, this one wasn't even COVID enabled. This was just weather. I'll tell you what, if we can find a way to delay anything in New Mexico, we'll figure out a way to do it. 518 back and four back with Dowd here in the queue on a Friday afternoon. I'm the sun and the air All the shyness that is criminally broken I'm sun and air But nothing in particular You shut your mouth, I can you say I go about things the wrong way
Do sensations belly and so sweet for another day. Got the spirit who's a feeling, take the shelf away. Here in the Kiva, yeah, I, I I don't like the lyrics, but I love the song. I've always have, always will. Love uh, one of my favorite uh, bands of all time. Uh, they could only do it for a couple of albums, and then of course is uh, Joy Division, soon to become uh, New Order immediately uh, thereafter. Yeah, one of the uh, I know I know my friend Eric loves the New Wave, right? Uh, you were you were digging the punk yesterday. I do, uh, right? Uh, oh yeah, Eric? I love that. I love Joy Division too. Yeah, Joy Division is good. So and it's all kind the of like spinoffs. This, too. Yeah, the transition. So like like the heart of my batting order really is is like Joy Division, The Cure, and then you get sort of that late '80s, early '90s. You know, like like everything that's OMD and yep. You know, me too. I mean, it's just Simple Minds. It's just kind of just. That is my container, folks, right there. And then if I want to go hard, I'll go Dead Kennedys, The Exploited, you know, and, you know, maybe a little bit of Sex Pistols here and there. Uh, you can, there's only so much Sex Pistols go around, but, uh, you know, the God Save the Queen album there with Anarchy in the UK is one of the best. And then um, you get to the early 90s stuff, but uh, it is good. But uh, Joy Division, absolutely uh, one of the best. Uh, D-Dowd Muska, oh, here we go. We're going to go ahead and uh, delve into his uh, write-ups. I'm so sorry, Dowd. Uh, we're not going to be able to make it down there. Your uh, your reactions after uh, sort of, oh, he's got a, the look on his face. <laughs> you do not want to see Dowd at a bar late night at 1 p. Well, you don't want to see it anyway. Any, you won't see him anyway. Any, you, if you could see him, in the last place he'd be at is a bar at 1, 1 a.m. because those are not his people, and uh, that is not his scene. That is not his gig. That's not your gig, baby. That's your gig, baby. But a couple of uh, articles uh, here this week. So this will take us uh, pretty far away uh, into that. Uh, if you don't mind me interrupting you here and then, I just had a good chance to kind of uh, read through those, but I don't click the links. Uh, Dow generally in his write-ups at uh, rockoftalk.chat contains anywhere from 8 to 12 links uh, on uh, his, his write-ups. It's pretty solid. And they're short, compact, and powerful, sort of like your governor. Um, but they're not tyrannical because they don't try to like hone you into this level of thinking. That's that's where the the split is. You know, he doesn't try to tell you what to think. Uh, he doesn't try to tell you what to think. He just tries to get you to think. Uh, D-Dowd Moscow, your Wednesday article, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, just to answer your question, I'm frustrated, <clears throat> um, but uh, uh, I will be spending. I'll, I won't. I guess I won't be going down to Truth or Consequences. I'll. I'll. I'll change my plans. Maybe they'll give me credit. I'm. I'm a member of the Holiday and Express. What a oh. rewards plan. Uh, and nice. I got a whole bunch of trips coming up when we're on the road in August with my sister and brother-in-law driving around the American Southwest. So maybe they'll give can, me Can you and I do credit. something? I've, I've got two. I So I, I, I did place an order today. I was telling Eric about it. He was pretty excited. I have a, I just bought a Segway. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, can I, well, I'm, gonna, I'm taking it with me when I go to Miami. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be throwing that on the plane just so I can, you know, kind of go from place to place. But can I indulge you in, uh, I don't know, uh, some, some sort of Saturday afternoon, uh, you know, soiree somewhere? Can we, can we do oh, something? Maybe, maybe. I mean, it, it actually ended up probably being good because uh, my, really? my doggos, my doggos need some extra care this weekend. The, okay. the woman who's their legal owner broke her foot in two places. Dang. Um, and the I'm going to be all in the, the oh, metaphors. Well, you know, it, my mother did the same thing years ago. Old mm. ladies, they step off a curb and they break their foot. 
Um, in, Old I, ladies I do a lot of bad things, by it, the way. I, I don't know what it is now. In in here in New Mexico, what happened was she was wearing, of course, Coralinos wear sandals everywhere, so uh, the foot slides the tivas, off. What type of? Uh, can I guess? Tivas, Burks, um, something. No, these local, are like old school. Local. Yeah, like Roman slave sandals. Oh, so her Jesus foot sandals. slid off the, the the sole of the shoe to the side once she stepped down, and you know, a lot of old people, their bones are very brittle. They don't. It doesn't need a lot of shock to to break a bone. Um, so I, let's just say I've been picking up a lot of the slack lately over at the uh, Corrales home for Wayward Goldens, and this is it, maybe it'll end up being a good thing at, at the end of the day. And uh, I took my no. Vicky Lynn to the vet this morning because she had to have her her nails cut. And wait, geez. your dog, your dog has uh, two names. Uh, Vicky well, Lynn. No, technically, technically, her name is well, her legal name is Kalina. My name for her. Is Vicky Lynn? I think I may have explained this to the listeners before. No, the, you have not. Doubt. Right? You need a. You need. A, I, I've got a story here. My story is immediate and impactful. But you've got a dog named Vicky Lynn. We need to hear this. Okay. The okay. Uh, we picked up uh, Kalina. Is her name? Uh, and Kalina. Kalina. My dog, Leda Penelope. She lost her older great grandpa and great grandma. She was all alone, and she it started to really affect her. And and she wouldn't leave the property. One morning, I showed up to walk her, and she wouldn't even leave the property. She was just morose and, mm. and morbid. And so her legal owner, who who is despite being a Corrales Moonbat, is a, a good dog owner. Um, she said, "We're gonna go. We're gonna get a new golden for her for have somebody in her life." So we picked up Kalina on the Arizona New Mexico border back in late August. Now Kalina, unfortunately, folks, you're not gonna like this story. She was kind of like in a in a birthing pen her whole life. They just kept breeding oh, her every geez. chance they had. They bred ah. her because she was a beautiful. She is a beautiful little English cream golden, um, and she's very pretty and she's very sweet. But they they bred her every cycle she went through. They bred her at this ranch. Now, did it amount to abuse? You know, I don't think she was abused, but it's it's kind of. Putting, That's abuse in my book. I mean, putting her little body through that. Um, oh, yeah. When we picked her up, you could see her ribs. And the last litter of the third of three, all the puppies Jeez. died because Duh. they were just using her body Boys. up. Yeah, they were stillborn. Um, so these people wanted to get the hell out of this dog business with her because she couldn't make them any more money. Um, so we somehow, through a bunch of breeders, have a network. And so we found out about her and we brought her into uh, Corrales where she's putting on weight. She's doing well, but she lived her whole life as a you know in a birthing pen so she just there's some little behavior issues with her that she's not doesn't really know how to know how to hey, act. You, you so, stay in a pen and give birth and uh, see if you have uh, behavioral doesn't, doesn't yeah. sound like fun uh yeah. not like the horse they put out to stud the the old the old man there you know where he just goes around <laughs> and has a lot of fun it's not so fun if you're a female uh, uh no so uh we picked her up so she's you know she's wonderful she's a, she she i call her the kissing monster because she likes to mm. lick a lot I call her the white wizard because she so she oh, gets wow. she gets wild she gets really wild okay careful with those and, uh, white references in in Corrales. well I mean you know oh yeah. I looked up I looked up the census data the other day uh, Corrales yeah. has <laughs> twice the whiteness rate of New Mexico as a whole and half the Hispanic rate of New Mexico oh, as a whole well, oh those enlightened liberals yeah, oh they're so enlightened they they believe diversity and inclusion but they all want to be mm. white people in crowd they love their uh, uh, they love their 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 scones and their uh so she's Dylan, uh, by the way the bob uh, Dylan. yeah uh, she is uh she gets a little crazy on the trail and her sister my original puppy from back in 2016 that i had to give up and then i came back to new mexico to do a long story uh she gets crazy and she's not really learning enough quick enough from her sister who's very calm so uh, 
I always remember uh, Virgie, uh, Virgie Hogan, uh, who, of course, was the mother of Anna Nicole Smith. Uh, Anna Nicole Smith's original name was Vicky Lynn Hogan. And when uh, Virgie was uh, when Virgie, Virgie was interviewed after Anna Nicole was found in Hollywood, Florida, uh, with uh, 13 different substances in her body. And uh, I still don't know how Howard K. Stern, that slime ball, uh, mm. wasn't arrested for what was going on in her life. But I guess he beat the rap. Uh, I actually looked up Howard K. Stern the other day. He is a like an assistant, assistant, assistant defense attorney in L.A. County. How the mighty have fallen. My goodness. Anyway, so Virgie was being interviewed by Larry King or something. And, and she just said, well, you know, uh, Vicky Lynn, Vicky Lynn lived the life she wanted. And Vicky Lynn was just wild and free. So wow. uh, uh, little Kalina's wild and free, and that's why I call her Vicky Lynn most of the time. That's my Vicky Every Lynn time story. I think of old Vicky Lynn, I think of Florida White Trash and uh, the great movie True Romance oh. and a little bit of Alabama Whirly. Alabama Whirly. Oh, peak yeah. Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Oh, that's, my God. Uh, absolutely. And then uh, Nicole, Nicole Smith. You have that's no idea cool. how much pain, how, pain, how painful it was to put in the Daily Blast today. Patricia Arquette is 54. I mean, that is. Really? Whoo. She's almost a double nickel. Get a 505 and the 505. I just have to say, you know, um, did I tell you about my longstanding sort of uh, back and forth with my mother over the years and how it all sort of came about? Had a lot to do with a a certain movie and a movie she hated and quite a bit because back in the early 80s, there was something called the Mechanical Bull, Bud and Sissy. Yep, old Bud and Sissy. Yes. I remember them from a little bit of Urban Cowboy and a little Cowboy. Mickey Gillies. You remember? Right. Oh, yeah. Scott Glenn was in that movie. Oh, yeah. Scott Glenn. Uh, his greatest role, by the way. Yeah. Oh, you think so? Okay. Is it, well, the ex-con. I, keep, I mean, yeah. you might like the right stuff. Uh, is there anything else that he was uh, worth? Uh, Silence of the Lambs. He was, uh, uh, yeah, the, the he's FBI. A yeah, yeah, yeah. The senior he's FBI. A, okay. Uh, there he is. Scott, Scott Glenn all over. And so not unlike, <laughs> anyway. Um, I named a dog. I literally named a dog after Sissy because one of, in my opinion, one of the most attractive women, it's a weird thing, right? Is uh, Deborah Winger and Sissy in that movie. I have no, why am I attracted to Deborah Winger in, in, in uh, urban cowboy? Wow. Okay. It is the weirdest thing. I have no idea why I find her so attractive in that particular movie, but you know, to be Bud with Sissy in that movie, and she's a train wreck. <laughs> I mean, she's she's doing the prisoner, right? She's hanging out on the mechanical bull. Like, I don't know if they, I think I should probably go see a psychiatrist about this. You know, about you know uh, Texas white it, really, you know, <laughs> Texas white trash, uh, whatever. But I named the cutest little white dog you ever did see. <laughs> And she's buried in my dad's garden, and it just it's full bloom every year. Oh, um, full, full bore! And uh, this dog um, was the ultimate bitch, obviously female dog, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the ultimate mm-hmm. bitch, and and all that. And I don't know what it is about Sissy, but uh, I named that dog Sissy, and she embodied that. And uh, she might be one of my favorite dogs of all time. She was uh, American Eskimo Spitz. Oh, yeah, wow. she was American Eskimo Spitz at that, uh, and, and uh, the dog's name was Sissy, and. You know, I know that my mom was upset about it, but I know that she ultimately loved that dog probably more than just about any dog that she's had in recent memory. I, irony splattered all over, all over the place uh, with that. Uh, uh, my my pick for early '80s uh, uh, white girl in the movies, Eddie, would be uh, mm. 
not, I was not, not that much of a Deborah Ringer fan, but my, my pick would be uh, Barbara Hershey. Oh, Barbara Hershey. She was great in Hoosiers. Playing Chuck Yeager's <laughs> wife in, in, um, in uh, The Right Stuff. I saw her in a movie recently just by chance, total, totally by chance, in a god-awful satanic virtue signaling movie. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, uh, look up her movies as of late, and I'll tell you what it is. I'm terrible with movie names. Um, I'm good with the classic movie names, but terrible with the new. And this has one where she's retired, where she's put out to pasture uh, by her daughter and her grandson to a retirement community. And apparently this retirement community has a sort of an evil underpinning to it where Satan comes out of the um, wilderness and like eats people in the retirement community. Um, uh, What are her last two to three movies? I think it was like a straight to Netflix type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. She's had a dry spell here. Let's see. Yeah. Well, not, not this movie. She's uh, Barbara Hershey's in that movie. Supernatural horror film 2021. Yeah. What is it? Uh, The Manor. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to watch it, but it's a terrible ending. Uh, it almost uh, celebrates satanic culture. Uh, well, there seems to be a lot of that going around. Yeah. 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 Kurt Cobain, 28 years ago today. There you go. Picking up sacrifices and all that. I, I got to get to that. I will get to that in the third hour, the numerology and the stuff, stuff that people sent me yesterday. Oh, I you know, imagine you've gotten a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like I've got to like I have to like take my phone to confession and have Padre bless it because I'm afraid of the evil that comes through it. Mm-hmm. You know, between the it's no been, color ID, it's been stained and, and soiled with, with it. Really the has like stuff, the, yeah. the, the, the the satanic things that people are sending on my phone, and then I I'm like, do I click that? I know this guy. Do I click that? Do I click that? And I'm gonna play some stuff for you, and it will freak you out. In fact, I'm going to do that to kick off third hour, just to kind of go uh, dark side radio, dark side <laughs> Clyde Lewis. We're, we're going to go full on Clyde Lewis third hour. Um, nice. I'm just going to play this, and then it'll freak you out. But uh, let's not freak you out. Let's go to rockoftalk.chat write-ups uh, from this week. Dowd, go ahead. Uh, yeah, folks. Uh, uh, some couple of uh, write-ups that we haven't really had time to get to this week. Uh, you know, we 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 stay busy here in the Kifa. The the, the mission, as Eddie says, it's uh, you know full employment for those of us monitoring the, the situation in in New Mexico. Uh, on Wednesday, I believe that would be April sixth. Uh, I wrote a piece called "Skin in the Pit." not skin in the game, uh, regarding progressivity in the income tax. Now, those of you who watch a lot of the national news, Fox News, you know, Real America's Voice stuff that uh, probably know about Senator Rick Scott. He's come forward with this plan about a 127-point policy plan for America. There's actually some really good stuff in it, and I I can endorse a lot of anti-critical race theory, a lot of identity politics stuff. He wants to cut off all federal funding to um, uh, schools that, that have quotas for, you know, racial and ethnic universities and, and colleges so um a lot of kind of kind of wacky kind of religious stuff in there that i'm not into but there is there are, among those 127 points is are, are some some good policy recommendations but more than anything else rick scott is getting uh he's catching all kinds of heck particularly from people on the right republicans conservatives uh t- taxpayer organizations because according to senator scott he again is the junior senator from the great truly great and getting greater state of florida uh senator scott wants quote americans to pay some, all Americans, to pay some income tax in order to have skin in the game, even if it's a small amount. Now, this is an issue that some conservatives and Republicans have been highlighting for a long time, which is of all the people who file taxes with the federal government every year, 
uh, a significant number, depending on the year, sometimes it's even north of 50%, have no net income tax obligation because there are there's so much quote unquote progressivity built into the income tax. You have the earned income tax credit, you have the child tax credit. You know, some some things are just straight up deductions, others are refundable, you know, rebates and credits. An awful lot of people actually make a little money off the income tax. And this has been right and left have been doing this for years. They've been lowering the income tax rate for people who are moderate earners, low earners, uh, and they've been passing all these social engineering tax breaks and rebate rebates and perks and all that kind of stuff. Um, Senator Scott is not wrong in saying that over half of Americans pay no income tax, but he's leaving out something rather large. And as I put it in the piece, uh, it's kind of like complaining about your Wi-Fi being slow when your house has just caught fire. What he's leaving out is something called the payroll tax. Now, the payroll tax is a pretty much flat until you get up to the big, big earning you know, north of $200,000 for 15.3% uh, boom. Uh, if you're an employer, technically the employer pays half of that and the employee pays the other half. But most economists basically say that you're, you're, you're on the hook for that whole thing. That employer would have paid you more wages or they would have hired more people. That money would have gone into some kind of productive use. If you are like me, an independent contractor, you pay the full 15.3% on every single penny. Uh, they give you a little bit of break. I think you have to pay something like 92% of your, your income. Uh, they give you an 8% little bit of a break. So uh, they don't care. They just take it Boom, all of it. Uh, and your payroll tax to support Social Security, and uh, there's actually a Medicare and Social Security tax there, is again currently 15.3%. In 1937, when the federal government adopted its payroll tax, it was 2%. Now it's 15.3%. 15.3%. Uh, it should surprise no one because most of us are not in the $200,000, $300,000 a year category. You know, we don't work for New Mexico state government. Um, Yet, uh, most of us, real human beings in America, have a larger payroll tax obligation than we have income tax obligation. So uh, the payroll tax is cruel. Uh, I have likened it to, what, what do I call it, the cruelest uh, tax in the developed world. Uh, and of course, that tax is imposed, at least in name, if not in actuality, to support our entitlement state, which is the reason primarily the reason we have a $330 trillion national debt. Grandma and grandpa are bankrupting us all. Whether you choose to believe that or not, I don't care because those are the facts. And I've written extensively about this and I can, I can, get, I can inform you about that if you want. I'll send you the links. So most people are paying more in payroll tax than in income tax. So yes, you can be right as Senator Scott is, uh, but you can be irrelevant because the payroll tax more than makes up for the progressivity of the income tax. Now I bring it home here to New Mexico, what is the progressivity here in New Mexico? Now, we do not have a payroll tax in New Mexico. We just have a straight up income tax. Uh, and uh, uh, there is, as I say, all, it's almost ludicrous, ludicrously uh, uh, progressive. If you make over $100,000, you are in the group in New Mexico that supplies 72.5% of all income tax revenue. So if you're at 100 or more, you're supplying almost three quarters of that tax because there's so much populism and progressivity built into it. We have the working families tax credit. We have the low income comprehensive tax rebate. We just eliminated uh, social security checks uh, from their taxability, their eligibility for the income tax for people below a certain income threshold. The Brookings Institution took a look at states progressivity, the progressivity of state income taxes by using two different uh, uh, calculations. By one calculation, we were the 10th highest progressivity in terms of our income tax. By another calculation, we were the most progressive income tax structure 
in the United States of all states. Now, I'm going to throw one last stat at you before we get into the philosophy. If you earn under $50,000 in New Mexico, under $50,000, lots of people earn under $50,000 in, in New Mexico, how much of all tax revenue does that group pay in terms of our, all, all of our income taxes? We just learned that if you make over 100, you're part of the group that supplies 72.4% of our income tax revenue. If you make under 50,000, how much does that group comprise of all of our income tax revenue every year? 20, 20%, 15%, 10%, 8.8%. Doesn't even hit double digits, uh, 10. 8.8% uh, of the total if you're earning under $50,000. So we have a wildly, wildly progressive income tax in New Mexico. Uh, you have to really start getting into the upper echelons of, of income, uh, you know, two, three, four, five times median household income or, or in, in the United in in New Mexico, in order to really be socked by that one, and of course we we have that also higher rate that New Mexico that uh, Michelle Luan Grisham and a number of Republicans voted for in uh, in 2019. We we had uh, we used to have mostly a flat tax, but we don't have that anymore. We've got the higher earner higher earner tax, so it's only going to get more progressive in New Mexico. I would simply say that when you have such a large number of people in New Mexico not being socked by that income tax, remember we don't have a payroll tax in New Mexico, so that's not an issue for anyone, no matter what your income level is. When you have people making over $100,000 supplying three quarters of the tax revenue for that cat, for that tax, that particular tax, and you have people making under 50,000 supplying only 8.8% of all the revenue, uh, it doesn't get, at least according to one measure, it doesn't get any more progressive than that in the entire country. I mean, this is something Bernie Sanders would be just so far behind. He would be backing this to the hilt in New Mexico. He's very proud of New Mexico. I would suggest it'd be interesting to get Mr. Aragon's thoughts and, and your thoughts as well. If you've got no skin in the game for New Mexico's income tax, isn't that kind of a reason, one more reason to sort of check out in terms of being a good citizen, paying attention to government in New Mexico? It doesn't really affect you until you get way, way up there in the income scale. Uh, I would say that what Senator Scott is saying about the nation is actually true for New Mexico. There are not enough people with skin in the game regarding our state income tax. And I think it's one of the reasons we have voter apathy and people are checked out and people don't monitor all the craziness that happens in the roundhouse because they don't really have to think about it because it doesn't really affect them, affect them all that much. There's so many tools to get you out from under that income tax level, you know, lower rates and the social security income and the rebates for, you know, what are considered working families, what, you know, uh, working for the low income uh, tax rebate uh, and on and on and on by one measure, we have the most pro-Bernie Sanders, the most Bernie-backed state income tax in the country. I would humbly suggest, this policy analyst would humbly suggest, that we need more people to have skin in the game regarding our income tax in New Mexico. And if we did, maybe more people would pay attention to the government in New Mexico. So that's my Wednesday piece. Uh, I'm sure Mr. Aragon will have thoughts on this. Uh, I'm sure Eddie, like a lot of working New Mexicans, uh, like a lot of small business people in New Mexico, uh, pay, pays his income tax every year because it's kind of the law. I'm sure he gets hit by it. Man, you folks out there in listener land probably get hit by it too. But boy, it's a small group of people. It is a small, 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 and I would suggest, humbly suggest, it is too small of a group to be hit by this. Again, pushing people, encouraging people, incentivizing people to not pay attention to what's going on. That was the Wednesday piece.
uh, April 6th. The piece that just went up a couple of hours ago. Well, I go after somebody, somebody who really does not have, uh, uh, should not have a platform because she's not very bright. Uh, her name is Merritt Hamilton Allen. Uh, I didn't even know this person existed until it was a couple months ago. I guess she appears on the big stick uh, and, and talks about politics. She's some sort of moderate, you know, Trump derangement syndrome uh, Republican. She had a piece up in Santa Fe, the Santa Fe quote unquote alternative paper. They don't, they're not an alternative to anything. It's just more of the same. But uh, leave that issue aside. She wants a professional legislature. Uh, she wants to pay our legislators. She wants her legislators to be full-time. She wants to pay them more. Uh, and she just wants to modernize the legislature. And we've heard that so much uh, from people on the left. Uh, many Republicans endorse this. A whole lot of Republicans endorse this. Uh, very stupid Republicans. And I, I would probably estimate that 100% of Democrats support this. The problem is when you really start looking at the states that have full-time legislatures, and they pay their legislators a good chunk of money. The legislators consider this their job. Um, the quality of life in those states, the fiscal management, economic growth, it's all over the map. There's really no clear signal coming through all of that noise. California, as I call them, the homeless encampment fire that is California, the giant homeless encampment fire that is California, set up a professional legislature full-time in 1966. Okay, that was pretty much the high point of California. It's all been, uh, well, it's gotten pretty ugly since then. There are a number of states, including the Dakotas, North and South, Utah and Idaho, uh, have uh, very small legislators, part uh, legislatures. Uh, they don't meet for very long. They're part time. They're not compensated all that well. And in Texas, they actually meet every other year, like my beloved Nevada. They meet every other year. They don't even have a session uh, every single year. They meet, they have biennial sessions. And in, in a number of states, they actually want to reduce and limit the, the, the length of their sessions. So in contrast to this Merritt Hamilton Al, uh, Allen uh, uh, mediocrity uh, and her spouting of the conventional wisdom in Santa Fe, I suggest if you really want to reform the legislature, how about ban government employees from serving in the legislature? All government employees, not just some. How about you uh, finally decide to follow the state's constitution? Constitution says you can only get per diem if you're a legislator. No pensions, no other form of compensation. We have ridiculously, uh, I would say, egregious in terms of compensation pensions for our elected officials. You can be in the legislature for 10 years and qualify for a pension. And the formula is really, really sweet. Uh, and I have a link there to, that shows just how sweet it actually could be. Uh, we have a capital outlay process that doesn't take care of capital outlay that just pays out, makes payments back to the local districts to buy votes. Uh, we could do what almost every state in the union does. We can have a tax and or expenditure limit, which limits the growth of gro uh, government, constrains the growth, and basically makes those legislators focus on the important things of government, not that would be like votes. Colorado, a constitutional amendment that you can right. The best in the country is Colorado, right to our north. Uh, but but even my home state of Connecticut has a has a mild version of what's called a tell, a tax and expenditure uh, limit. And we could do what I would love: Nevada, Texas, shift to every other year sessions. And I got a quote from my my beloved Las Vegas Review Journal, um, which is now owned by uh, someone who probably wouldn't run me my columns. Uh, they said that, that in night. Uh, no, I think they were bought by, uh, what's his name, uh, Sheldon Adelson's, uh, you know, those neocon nuts. Um, they were very libertarian back when I was writing for them. In 1998, the proudest thing I ever voted for in my life, it was a ballot initiative in the state of Nevada when I was living there. It put in the Constitution of Nevada, 
we will have biennial sessions, okay? For those of you in Espanol, that means every other year. I mean, it doesn't mean every year. It means every other year we have a session. And that session cannot exceed 120 days. They meet for 120 days every other year in Nevada. Amazing. So those are good Those are good reforms that we could do. Uh, Merritt Hamilton Allen is a uh, clueless buffoon. Um, I, this, I'm not even commenting on her comments on Mr. Aragon and the mayoral stuff. Uh, she's on PBS all the time. Jean Grant loves her. Uh, she is kind of the worst of New Mexico's punditry, right at rock bottom. Uh, and uh, she is incredibly ignorant and knows nothing about uh, what she speaks. Uh, she thinks better pay, longer sessions, more staff. That would be paradise for her because she's a politico. She's a failed candidate, actually. She tried to get into the House of Representatives back in 2018 and got 26% of the vote in the primary. Didn't do all, all that well. Uh, I would say, even though this is Shangri-La for Merritt Hamilton Allen and all her buddies, this would be fool's gold for taxpayers and citizens in New Mexico. So I encourage you to go to the website, rockatalk.chat, 20 cents a day. I make a legal brief, if you will, uh, a, a policy brief against making our legislature more professional. And ultimately, Eddie, um, what set me off on this, not just the stupidity of this uh, Trump derangement syndrome woman out in Edgewood, but um, yeah, she's a you know, moderate. She's a proud moderate and, and Republican. She, and she, she hates me. Hates you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she's dumb. She's really me. dumb. Um, so I'm not settling Eddie's score. Eddie can fight his own good. battles. Like but when I read this, red, the only redhead I might not ever hit on. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I, but I she, on, if you have red hair, I will hit on you 1,000% of the time. But even Eddie Aragon has standards, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So she wrote this atrocious letter recently in Santa Fe about how wonderful it would be to professionalize the legislature. Hey, guess what? We had a 12-hour session, a 12-hour special session, less than 24 hours. In fact, half of a single day. She predicted, oh, it's going to be so hard for them to, to get in and get out of there. They did it all in 12 hours, ladies and gentlemen. So when they're motivated to hand out the pork and hand out the tax rebates in an election year, they actually can be pretty damn efficient, do a whole special session in 12 hours. Uh, the deeply uh, 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 defective uh, Merritt Hamilton Allen was predicting how much trouble they would have. Uh, sweetheart, in an election year when you're out buying votes, uh, they're highly motivated to do their quote-unquote jobs. And it proves that when they're motivated, they can actually uh, do things efficiently at the roundhouse. Uh, what you're suggesting, a professional legislature, would make things far less efficient. It would create more government in New Mexico. And I will close with the brilliant quote, the brilliant, brilliant quote of New Mexico Territorial Governor William A. Pyle, who oh. served between, and we all know William A. Pyle. I know we're always talking about William A. Pyle. You're out on the street, you know, you're picking up kids at daycare. Everybody's talking about William Pyle all the time. Uh, in the in around 1870, 150 years ago, he said, quote, the key to the utter want of enterprise in our territory can be found in its entire dependency on government patronage ever since its annexation to the United States. He said that 150 years ago, ladies and gentlemen, 150 years ago. Uh, I humbly suggest more government is not what New Mexico needs. We don't need more executive. We don't need more judiciary. We don't sure as hell don't need more legislative. And uh, you can read this I would say, Eddie, one of my proudest pieces, one of the best things I've ever done for rockoftalk.chat. You can read this yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, for less than 20 cents a day. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. He is. He dead Moscow. I am Eddie Aragon. This is The Rock of Talk and the song from True Romance. You're so cool. Hans Zimmer from True Romance. One of my very favorite movies. I would highly recommend. It is before Tarantino actually knew what his own name was, Tarantino. 
And uh, it is the best of the Tarantino movies. It's got all the elements that you would love later on in a Tarantino movie. Back after the top of the hour news, we're getting into the weird stuff. Yep, all the numbers, all the mystery, and all the saga that is becoming the new world order and what they control. Play at the top of the hour news next. afternoon for eight 2022 right here at the kiva numbers 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 we're gonna get into all of that here uh it was this day 28 years ago i'm obsessed folks what do you want me to say i guess uh, you can say that don't forget you can catch us on roku tv amazon fire apple tv podcasting on citrus soundcloud and spotify and don't forget you can download our apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com for less than 20 cents a day rockoftalk.chat get us in your inbox as we invade you as a <clears throat> what did uh, Russia do to Ukraine uh, D. Dowd Musk I knew they did something it was uh, it was terrible it was uh, 
Uh, what, what did they do, Dowd? They did something uh, that was that was pretty awful. I think it was called an invasion. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, the an old invasion. That's a, that's what we do. We it's your inbox. We invade your in, invasion by invitation. <laughs> yes, by invitation. You you demanded us there. We we show up there at four a.m. with uh, an assault on all your good senses. Uh, the name of that movie, by the way, is True Romance, nineteen ninety three, and right. uh, literally, I think it is. It's Tarantino's best film. It's got Brad. I, it, it could be. No, it's, it's it is. I've, uh, I've seen all of Tarantino's film. Uh, Tony Scott there. directed that, I think. Right? It was, yeah, he it, did. Uh, yeah. Tony Scott, uh, interestingly enough, took his own life. Yep. Jumped off a bridge in San Diego. Yeah. Nobody knows why. I don't have the right. I wish I were like you. Easily amused. Uh, Eddie, I could watch the scene between uh, Dennis Hopper mm. and Christopher Walken where they're both, you know, those, they must have been probably, what, well into their 50s by then. Mm. And they're Walken, just, you know, Hopper. Brilliant. Just yep. brilliant. brilliant. Because you're, you're, you're part eggplant. <laughs> I haven't killed anyone since 1987. <laughs> you tell the angels in heaven. Oh, man. I've got the whole... I've got the whole scene memorized. If I'm if I'm feeling really good one day, I'll do I'll do the whole thing. I'll do Vincent Cacorlia and uh, you know D. Dad Muska can be uh, uh, Christian Slater's dad and and Patricia Arquette, Rosanna Arquette. Uh, uh, which is it? Is it Patricia Arquette, Rosanna Arquette? Is it who's in? Oh, that there? was Patricia. Yeah, yeah peak Patricia. Patricia. Oh my god. So hot boy. Mid nineties. Oh, waiting for her to show up in a theater, late night uh, theater on a triple feature of. Uh, What's the name of the Asian? Uh, oh, monster movies or kung fu? No, movies no, no, or? kung fu movies. Kung fu, and, yeah. yeah, the kung fu. Oh, it's so good. She's, Gandolfini she's, is in that. Michael Rappaport. I mean, everybody. Yeah, he's like Dick Ritchie. Dick <laughs> Ritchie. Right. Yeah, the the new the new TJ Hooker. That's right. right. That's right. Bronson Pinchot. Everybody's in that. Oh movie. man, Balky Bartokamos. That's, that's right. right. Oh, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Today's oh, not it, White Boy yeah. Day. Yeah, that's Today's right. Not that's white right. Boy Day. I don't think this White. The boy. White Rastafarian. Yeah, yeah. That's a uh, Chow Yun Fat. Yeah, that's uh, a Chow Yun Fat movie. Is the ones that the, he says that he's doing to a uh, Sunny Chiba triple feature. Right, right, right. Yeah, at um, some vacant Detroit. Okay, folks. I know. I'm gonna get into this stuff. This is yeah. I'll I'll get into this. I sent it to my friend. I guess we'll get into Kurt Cobain's death in relation to Courtney Love, Dave Grohl, Bill Gates, and uh, oh, whatever, never mind. Yeah, all that stuff. So, yeah, folks, this is called something called Gematria. And there's actually a simulator that I, I did my numbers. I'm 75, 70, 75, 101, and 77. Edward Joseph Aragon is 75, 75, 101, 77. David Dowd Muska, I can't do your numerology. This is practice of assigning a numerical value to a name, word, or phrase according to an alphanumerical cipher. Yep, there it is. There it is, Gematria. So I guess we're going to get into this uh, a little bit. Um, Shall we? Shall we? I think we will. Uh, Let me take off the audio and put this in this was shared by somebody and i watched it i, I never watch anything twice but i did watch this twice uh d dad muska this was um yeah this is one of those things so 
Here it is. Let me play it uh, in full. You can watch it uh, all directly at rockoftalk.tv. Uh, you can watch uh, everything right there. Um, okay, just just play along. Okay, Imagine we're all playing a board game together. And Gematria is the way to go about this. And this will this this is good. This is just off the cuff. This was yesterday. Um, there's a lot more kind of going in. Uh, Gematria effect.news. Uh, there's a call in number to all this. Uh, I'd love to know more about it. Um, getting into it, but uh, here it goes. Here go here goes nothing, as they say. Welcome back, True Seeker. It is the anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death, passed on this day, April 5th, 1994. Another very famous Seattle musician, Lane Staley of the band Alice in Chains, also passed in history on April 5th. But I uh, want to talk about a new observation. Again, I, I've written a book, Letters and Numbers. In that book, I talk about the death of Kurt Cobain. But as time goes on, I learn more and more. and. I want to show something that uh, I hadn't realized before. So Nirvana became a household name, you know, one of the biggest bands of the 90s with their album Nevermind. And that album released September 24th, 91. And what's interesting about the anniversary date from the two-year anniversary of the release of that album to the death of Kurt Cobain was 193 days later, which is the 44th prime number. And of course, Kurt Cobain died 44 days after his own birthday, if that is the correct date of death. You know, they said they found his body April 8th, and he reportedly died April 5th. But 44 days, and again, four is a number associated with death. Again, from the Far East, in Mandarin, Chinese, and in Japanese, you pronounce the number four the same way you pronounce the number death. And in the language of Gematria, the word kill equals 44. In the case of Kurt Cobain, his surname also has Gematria 44. And as we'll get to, the city of Seattle also has Gematria 44, where he died. But if you're new here, Gematria, the practice of coding numbers into words that comes from Kabbalah, the band Slipknot has a song, <clears throat> song called Gematria, the Killing Name. So again, Cobain dies 193 days after the anniversary of Nevermind, the 44th prime number, and 44 days after his own birthday. And there's a number of other things that are very interesting about this. He died in 94. The cipher we just looked at, Cobain and Kill equal 44 when you just use the alphabetic order. A is 1, B is 2, C is 3, D is 4, E is 5, up to Z, the 26 letters, 26. You just add up the letters of Cobain. You add up the letters of kill. K is the ninth letter. I is the ninth. L is the twelfth. L is the twelfth. Eleven plus nine plus twelve plus twelve is forty-four. It's that simple. It's A B C one two three. If you run the alphabetic order in reverse and use numerology, Seattle, Washington equals ninety-four, like the year he died, and Seattle alone is forty-four. And you know the Seahawks—they won their only Super Bowl in the ninety-fourth NFL season. Russell Wilson's grandpa died at ninety-four, not long after. The, uh, the very famous Seattle couple, Bill and Melinda Gates, got married January 1st, 94, meaning Kurt Cobain died 94 days later. And Kurt Cobain also died 206 days before Bill Gates' birthday in the 206 area code. But um, here's the other thing. If you don't measure from the anniversary date, but just from the date that Nevermind came out, which was September 24th, 924, as we write it in the U.S., to the date he died was 924 days later. And 
again, gematria is based on ciphers that are based on the alphabetic order. Again, we didn't invent any of these ciphers. These are ciphers that were created. We're just using the code that was put out there within the language and revealing what is. And again, these were things that were written about in you know, books such as Manly P. Hall's The Secret Teachings of All Ages. But the number 924 is related with the High Priestess card of the tarot deck. And what's interesting about the High Priestess card is it represents love. And of course, the wife of Kurt Cobain was Courtney Love. And notice in Gematria, love equals 54 with the alphabetic order forwards and with the alphabetic order in reverse. It has perfect symmetry. And April 5th can be written 4 5 or 5 slash 4 as the majority of the world writes it. And with regards to Courtney Love, April 5th is the 95th day of the year. Courtney has that Gematria 95 when you run the alphabetic order in reverse. And from the day Kurt Cobain died on the 95th day of the year to her upcoming birthday was 95 days later. So think about that. Courtney 95, he's dead on the 95th day of the year. Courtney Love, his wife. And, you know, this perfect riddle with the high priestess card, which represents love. Okay, so... Just for a few other things that are interesting, and again, we've covered all these things before, so none of this additional information is new, but Dave Grohl, he first appeared with Nirvana on the album Nevermind, and Dave Grohl in Gematria equals 81 forwards and backwards, both ways 81. Kurt Cobain died on his 81st day of his age. Um, Kurt Cobain was found dead in a greenhouse, Greenhouse equals 45 forwards, 54 in reverse. The date can be written 4-5 or 5-4. Again, we know it's the Jesuits that, that are behind the encoding of the language and controlling the entertainment industry and essentially, you know, the Riddlers behind all of these rituals. Jesuit order has that Gematria 54, whereas their acronym IHS is 45. And the Jesuits serve the Pope. The Pope at the time was Pope John Paul II. From his 73rd birthday to Kurt Cobain's death was 322 days. 322, infamous number. That's also 46 weeks where Catholic equals 46. The word sacrifice is 46. Genesis 46 begins with the sacrifice. In Jewish gematria, sacrifice is 206, like the Seattle area code, like how he died 206 days before Bill Gates' birthday. And again, before Kurt Cobain died, nobody really knew who Bill Gates was. Bill Gates became the most famous man in Seattle after the death of Kurt Cobain. And, um, you know, you got to say, what are the odds of all these things? Just recently, we saw the death of Taylor Hawkins, the drummer of the Foo Fighters, the, the band that Dave Grohl established after Nirvana. And again, the Foo Fighters just joined the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with the 36th Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Taylor Hawkins dies 36 days after his birthday, and that was just shortly after they put out the movie Studio 666, where 666 is the 36th triangular number. And again, what's interesting is he died right before the 94th Academy Awards. Again, the Foo Fighters were established in 94. Sidney Poitier died earlier this year at age 94. He's known for the famous slap scene in the greenhouse, like Kurt Cobain was found dead in a greenhouse. Sidney Poitier, his birthday was also Kurt Cobain's birthday, February 20th. And remember earlier this year, Jawan Howard, who was drafted into the NBA in 94, part of the Fab Five, he got suspended for slapping the Wisconsin coach, 
in um, on February 20th. So Sidney Poitier's birthday, who has the famous slap scene uh, on Kurt Cobain's birthday. And um, at the same time, all that news was breaking. The headline came out about how Prince Harry slapped Taylor Hawkins, and it was something Taylor Hawkins didn't appreciate. But they put out that story at the same time. And then Will Smith wins Best Actor at the 94th Academy, is becoming the fifth black actor to win Best Actor. Okay, so of all the strangest things that he just said is, what the hell is Prince Harry hanging out with Taylor Hawkins for? The guy that just died, what's he hanging out with British royalty for? That's the cross. That's the crossover point for me. I was like, okay, that, that makes... Okay, the numbers, you can't even say there's coincidence. It's already blowing my mind. I'm sitting there, like, processing everything. And then all of a sudden, the guy that just died apparently slapped Prince Harry. What? <laughs> it's all sorts of stupidity, all sorts of, like, coincidence, but it's not. It's just that the, the odds are so infinitesimal at this point. You can't do this without trying to do it, meaning it's on purpose. Let's continue. Um, and then the spreads on these numbers is even zanier. That's, I think, what uh, is really... And the guy that... The guy is just using, as you can see at rockoftalk.tv, which is really cool, is he's using just something that uh, is really easy for him, just as he calls it the, um, what, what do you call it, the gem, gematriator, like Terminator, but gematriator. He just uses it. All right, let's continue. Again, Jawan Howard, a member of the Fab Five, drafted fifth overall in 94. Anyway, the the point I'm making is the entire world uh, of entertainment is controlled by the Jesuits, and and it really is one big ongoing script and web. And, um, (laughs) you know, in in the Studio 666, I haven't seen the movie, but if you just even watch the trailer, you see that Dave Grohl kills Taylor Hawkins in... This guy is not making any money off of this, compounded by the fact that I don't know how he pays his bills or what he's doing, but he's doing it in such a deadpan style. There's like, well, what's the purpose of why is he doing what is it? Like he should be dead. He's risking his life. Like if this is even, even in any way, sort of loosely implying any of the things that he's implying, like it doesn't, like it doesn't make any sense. You're just chasing this and you realize like this is just the possibility of this actually happening. The way that he's saying is zero, which means that it must be happening on purpose, which is, let's continue. The uh, the trailer. And um, by the way, with regards to the Jesuits, the Jesuits were created to counter the 95 Theses. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated on the 95th day in 1968. <laughs> not to be confused with the oh Martin God. Luther who wrote the 95 Theses. What? But... Um, Yeah, it's it's uh, just in think you just in case it, you think he's and, he's, and I was, he's I was, I was, when no. I was this is an interesting this, uh, dude. You stumbled upon like was- you literally stumbled upon the never-ending story, and then you're getting into never mind the name of the studio album. You're getting into the distances between all the numbers. Like there's so much stuff that just makes sense here that the guy is. It's this isn't dumb luck. He's like uh, he just literally just found all this stuff. And it makes all the sense in the GD world. Like this, okay. All right, this is real. People changing their names, the numbers coming through. 
symbolism, numerology, that's all there. It's not just happening by some sort of accident. Like this is by design. It was recorded in Wisconsin. I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Cause again, that just the Jawan Howard slap on the birthday of Kurt Cobain, which fits in with, you know, the ritual we just <laughs> talked about. And again, he slapped the Wisconsin coach. Oh. But uh all right. anyway, listen in. The, the the Courtney Love things the the main thing I wanted to share of, of all that if the you Courtney Love the work we did on the slap again go back and check it out I, I play the clip of the Sydney Poitier film and don't forget Sydney Poitier he won Best Actor for Lilies of the Field a film yeah. that runs ninety four minutes ninety four minutes yep, yeah. and that movie is about him saving a group of Catholic nuns then Catholic nuns Jesuits. 94, and 95, 44, 36. Sydney Poitier died 320 days after his 94th birthday. But uh, again, you learn the language of Gematria. You recognize it's the Catholic Church that's behind the encoding of the language, syncing it up with the calendar, that it's their symbolism, you know, all, all over these entertainers. And um, things start to become crystal clear. So. I would love to disagree with him. But yeah, I, I, never I literally want to just stop here. I want to stop here, Dowd. I just want to disagree with him, but I don't even know where to start to, to disagree with somebody with, who's got such exacting things that are taking place. And I'm like, I, I'm just BS. Where's the hole? Where's the I keep trying through 12 minutes of this. If someone sends me this, I'm like, there's got to be a hole here. This doesn't make sense. There's a hole in the bucket. Dear Liza, dear Liza. Like, it's not happening. And he's just 94, 95, 36, uh, distance, uh, Wisconsin, Jawan Howard, fifth pick, 94. Like, what? Under the definition of can uncanny is this man speaking about these things being interconnected. 24 days after the 924 release of Nevermind and, and how it fits together with Courtney Love. I, I knew about the, the 95 days and on the 95th day of the year and, and Love 54. I knew all that, but I, I never realized the high priestess card part. And, and don't forget, the, the oldest known tarot deck goes back to Italy right before the establishment of the Jesuits. And um, the last ruling family of Milan, they're who that tarot deck's credited to, and, and they died in a ritual perfectly synced with the establishment of the Jesuits not long after the Jesuits were established. Kill this man. Kill him. 94, 94 days after the Jesuits were, were established. Oh, oh, by the way, today, you know, yeah. another musician Doubt today. By the day. On, uh, by on the, the way, anniversary four or five. of Cobain's death. Yeah. It was a few years ago, another Seattle musician just yeah, died. Bobby Rydell. He wasn't as famous. Bobby, Bobby Rydell. Sadly, I forgot his name, but it, just a few years back, we were talking about a Seattle musician who died on April 5th. Like Kurt Cobain and Lane Staley, but today, 79. Bobby Rydell died. I just want six, you to see that everything that's interesting about this. So you see how they emphasize wild one dead at 79, Bobby Rydell. Look at this again, Gematria. <laughs> Watch. So Gematria Nader one, it has Gematria of 82 and 107. You see that? There it is. I see Seattle. it. Yeah, I see it. I'm getting Kirk. Gematria Nader. On that's day, a website. Right? Lane Staley. There it is. Seattle, 82, 107. Mm. And if you write out Bobby Rydell, oh, that dang it, the dang it, twenty-two Seattle on the hundred and twenty-second Meridian West, and then being dead at seventy-nine, Nirvana has that Gematria seventy-nine. You know, it's like murder. <coughs> of course, seventy-nine is the twenty-second prime. This man's dead in the year twenty-two, but uh, isn't it interesting? And we've been talking about the theme of thirty-four this year. There's been so much thirty-four. 
Again, all the suicides. Suicides, 34 like murder. J- just yesterday, Kansas became got their 34th win of the season, winning the championship as the 34th state. What? Earlier this year, Matt Stafford became the 34th quarterback <laughs> to win a Super Bowl at age 34. Just a lot of 34 <laughs> stuff this year. This man who's dead, he had 34 top 100 hits. Whoa, my God. Again, Nirvana has that Gematria of 34 as well. Also, 47 in reverse, like Seattle on the 47th parallel, the whole rock 47 thing. Mm. And uh, you know, don't forget, Buddhist 47. equals 87. Nirvana is oh. a Buddhist concept. The band was created in 87. Bill Gates equals 87. <laughs> Bill and Melinda met in 87. Again, <laughs> Kurt Cobain dead in 94, 94 days after the <laughs> wedding of Bill and Melinda Gates. Then they got divorced this year. Bill and Melinda Gates on August 2nd, 87 days before Bill Gates' birthday. Again, Seattle's 82, like getting divorced on 82, 87 days before his birthday. The couple that met in 87. The same year Nirvana was established. And I mean, there's a lot more to say about Bill Gates in 94. You know, look into his decade of vaccines. Look at this decade of vaccines. Well, actually, that's a whole other subject. I'm going to skip that part. But um, he declared it in Davos, Switzerland, which is 94. It's 68, 94, 212, just like Seattle, Washington, where he operates out of. But he declared his decade of vaccines on his 94th day of his age. And exactly a decade before the coronavirus pandemic started in Seattle, the first confirmed case in the world outside of mainland China. And um, again, none of that stuff's an accident. Pfizer's been the biggest profiteer from the coronavirus pandemic. Here we go, Pfizer. Along with people like Bill Gates. And um, Jeff Bezos started his company that's now in Seattle in 94. Him him and Bill Gates both started in New Mexico where the aliens... Alien <laughs> crash landing supposedly happened in 47. 47. Go now they're up in Seattle where the was. But, um... He loses his train of thought. I lost my train of thought. There he goes. He um, loses it. it. Mm. Mm. Watch. That's it. The computer's on lockdown. The guy's wearing a sweatshirt that says Dematria. Mm. I was talking about something about the pandemic, profiting. Shoot. It's okay. It's all right. But anyway, all this stuff. Oh, I know what I was saying. Pfizer. Pfizer was the sponsor of this year's 94th Academy Awards, who's also profited so much from COVID. And again, the whole slapping incident had to do with the joke about Jada Pinkett Smith. And lo and behold, two days after that, Pfizer announces the the conclusion of their third clinical trial for a drug that that treats the 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 hair disorder that she supposedly had. <laughs> I mean, how much attention was brought to that hair disorder because of slapping incident? And the event Pfizer announces that they they nearly have their their miracle drug ready for it. I mean, come on. Again, all this stuff. It's just like it's one big ongoing sick joke. And um, again, it's all it's all coded out in this uh, occult esoteric knowledge that most people have no idea about. And then when you show it to them, they think you're crazy. They think you're crazy for showing you what the uh, the occult are into. But uh, again, simple things to understand. Kurt Cobain dead 44 days after his birthday. And then also, what are the odds? 193 days after the anniversary of their breakout album, the 44th prime number. So. Anyhow, and don't forget, you know, Chris Cornell, dead by the numbers recently, clearly a Jesuit ritual. 
and dead in another 44 city, Detroit. And then, um, of course, Chester Bennington dead on Chris Cornell's birthday, both from hangings, supposedly, both supposedly committed suicide. But uh, Chris Cornell, I mean, you listen to their lyrics, Soundgarden, super occult. And, black, and, and black just so sun. much occult influence in the world of rock and roll. You know, the whole British invasion is influenced by Aleister Crowley, who was into this code of letters and numbers, Gematria. You got rock bands like Slipknot singing the songs called Gematria, the killing name. That's what bothers me that people are like, oh, you sound so crazy. It's like, okay, the band you listen to is literally making a song about this and you think it's crazy. You like the song, but you don't want to know what it what it's about. <laughs> people just use the word crazy to uh, maintain their... Maintain their uh, their state of ignorance, you know, that cognitive dissonance. But uh, yeah, I mean, look into it. Dave Grohl, 81 forwards and backwards. Kurt Cobain dead on his 81st day of his age. What are the odds of these things? You know, perfectly synced up with the people that are closest to him. So check out the Sydney Poitier slap scene in the greenhouse and then go look his birthday, the same as Kurt Cobain's the same day. Jawan Howard slapped a dude in Wisconsin where Nevermind was filmed or recorded, you know, right before the, the Taylor Hawkins death, right before the 94th Academy Awards, Foo Fighters in 94, like Cobain. I mean, it all comes together. It's just, it seems completely disconnected in, in one hand, but then you look at it and you're like, wait a minute. These things are not disconnected. And then you start to realize the Jesuits control the whole damn show from your rig March Madness tournament again to the recording industry. So. Wait, I want to get the perfect bracket, bro. We'll leave it there. We'll keep it short and sweet. And um, it's already it's already Wednesday tomorrow, man. Where do the days go? So we'll be back with TFR tomorrow. I don't know. Try not to make any videos until TFR time because uh, trying to uh, put the finishing touches on the book. I'm not too far off. But uh, he won't he won't yeah, complete we'll it, it there for now. Pretty sure he'll be dead. Have a good rest of your night. True seeker. If you're in that other part of the world, have a good day. Yeah. And until next time. Whenever that might be. Only only you would know that truth seeker. Yeah, it's all it's all over after that. After that uh, great reveal, D. Dowd Muska. I, OK, <clears throat> Dowd, I'll let you. Uh, it, it, I, it's easy to chuckle at it. There's no doubt about it. Very, very easy to chuckle very easy to be dismissive of it and i want to be even more dismissive of it 18 minutes long and i kept watching and then i rewatched. <laughs> and i you know i i literally am so dismissive about all this crap because i get it comes in you know do i click it if I click it, will I be able to come back from whatever I've clicked? Is it going to take over my phone, my mind, my body, my soul? But is it worth the cost of your soul? I don't know. This is uh, bizarre stuff. There's uh, way too many um, synchronicities in all this that it doesn't. I, I, I have to say this. My first pass was like, Come on. I'm doubt. The whole time, I'm just like, stupid, stupider, stupidest. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, wait. I've watched so much of this crap. I've listened to so much of this crap in my life that I've been on listening to radio for this amount of time. And the guy is like, he's non-emotional, non-committal. And he's just 
And then I went to the website. I'm like, I'm going to do my name too. See if I'm somehow part of the puzzle. If the numbers are just suddenly going to come up as 94, 95, 36, 44. And they don't. And I started getting probabilities and I started looking at everything down. And I'm like, okay, well, this is definitely not for me. I'm, this isn't up my alley. And um, not interested in anything else that's coming out of here. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, the chances of this happening and getting all these things the way that he said and nailing all these things in that straight line are zero, which means it's on purpose. I would love to be dismissive about this. The problem is, is now I'm hooked and I can't get away from it. And this is the type of thing I think that defies reason and practicality. That's the dangerous part about this kind of stupidity or brilliance. I'm not really sure where it's at. I think that's fair. I know you're laughing at me. We're laughing with me, but I like it. Like, I don't know if this is stupidity or brilliance. I don't know how good or bad or what this information really is. What I do know is it's scary. There is a fear here. And I'm like, this guy, based upon what he's saying, you know, if he's able to extrapolate and kind of take it to the 10th degree, it's magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, and he's keeping tabs on it. And he's figuring out a way to stay close enough to the source, but far enough away from it to protect himself. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should just keep it right here and pay attention. So that's uh, something I thought I would share with you based upon this 28 days. And yesterday I'm like 27 and I wanted to kind of share it yesterday with Dowd. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to share it yesterday with Dowd because I'm still trying to uh, muddling through it. It's unfair for me to dump on somebody who's like trying to logically think about this. And Dowd is literally going to pick this apart as quick as the Dowd 3000 can pick it apart and just try to say Demetria and Crowley and all this stuff is just all a bunch of crap. And Dowd, your reaction. Uh, well, I would not put words in, in, in your mouth, and I hope you would not put words in my mouth, Eddie. Uh, you know, my only response to this is uh, uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates partnered with Paul Allen uh, in Microsoft in New Mexico and Albuquerque. Uh, in 1994, Paul Allen funded Spaceship One that became uh, Virgin Galactic. Uh, in April 2022, 94 days before the Spaceport America open house, D. Dal Muska signed up via Eventbrite uh, to go to that open house. But 9.4 hours before he was supposed to check in at the Holiday Inn Express, at Truth of Consequences, the open house was canceled. Um Wow. Uh, I, I love his delivery. I love really his delivery. Good. I respect that delivery. Uh, it's 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 just the facts, you know. He's he's what's his name from from Jack Webb. He just he just lays it out for you, baby. And um, he he certainly has a unique perspective on our reality. I would say <laughs> it was wildly entertaining. <laughs> is, it, is that is that it though? Is it just entertainment? Yes. Yes, it's it, it's the core, I'd say, between and, and psychologists, psychologists have studied this, political scientists have studied this, pe people who believe in these wild multi-decadal, multi-millennia, you know, conspiracies and and, and plots. Uh, they have very low, they tend to have extremely low trust levels. Um, they're, they're prone to believing this kind of stuff. They think the world's uh, always plotting either against them or or to shape forces. Uh, I, I couldn't be any more opposite of that. I think the world is totally indifferent to me. It doesn't care whether I live or die. And as I've said before, you when you reach that conclusion, you can either decide that life is totally meaningless and you should kill yourself, or you can reach the conclusion that, hey, um, this is my life. I can create 
my life as best I can. I can I can have gratitude. I can explore things, but uh, I, I don't have that non-existent trust level that the conspiracy mongers have. They they just see dark forces everywhere. Mm. I, I see no forces anywhere. So so uh, and I actually think it's very liberating when you come to my my over to my side. Because, I would agree. You know, it's, 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 yeah. a very, it's a very stoic perspective. My mm-hmm. life is my own. My attitudes, my actions, I am responsible for. I, I don't uh, I, I don't control other people. I should try to control other people. Other people aren't targeting me. Other people aren't interested in me. Uh, that's my perspective on life. Uh, and uh, I know many, many people, I'm, I'm sure, who would really buy into this. And we can be good friends. And we can get along great, even though we completely disagree. <laughs> Does this have the potential to sort of take people over into a point like the number 23 with Jim Carrey or does that have the, uh, uh, you know, sort of eventuality of thought control and just the law of, uh, I guess, of diminishing return, meaning there's no escaping it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The danger yeah. of that. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put in the show notes tonight, a, a YouTube lecture by a political scientist who has spent, I don't know, maybe decades studying conspiracy-minded people and what they all, the common traits they have in common. Um, And and it's not even ideology. It's not, there are people who think this way on the left, on the right. It's all over. It's really about your, your, I think, your psychological sort of makeup and and your overall trust level in in your existence. I don't believe there are dark forces. I don't believe there are any forces. So that's Mm. why this kind of stuff doesn't appeal to me in any way. Okay. I like it. I like that. You know what? And this is why we do the show, and this is why we play this stuff, and this is exactly why because I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with this, but I'm going to play it, and we're going to get into this, and then we're going to see sort of where it goes at that point. So I don't know what else I could possibly say. Well, but, one thing I can say, Eddie, I yeah. would love this guy to do my taxes because the, fo- the forms will be filled out way better than I can do. <laughs> do you think he tried to arrive at a conclusion? Well, it's confirmation bias. You, you, you just you, do you think with that yeah, much? I, 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 uh, yeah, you, we all have confirmation bias. We all sure. look Absolutely. for things wanna, that validate we, our own perspective. I mean, as a professional researcher, the the biggest challenge I face is fighting my own confirmation bias. When I'm making this claim yep. based on the evidence in front of me, is it because I'm inclined to think that way? Or is it yep. because the evidence is jumping up off right, the table right. saying this is a clear trend? No, I, and, think, and it's I love that. Uh, how about recency? Final point uh, here before we get to our top five from yesterday, which we forgot about, ladies and gentlemen, in our top five today. Uh, our re- how about recency? I mean, isn't there sort of like a level of brilliance here? Uh, like a level of, like, I don't know, genius? In, it it in has its this? own internal logic, absolutely. Is that what, and, and, yeah? Yeah. I would say this guy is a master of formulaic intelligence. Um, okay. not, not analytical intelligence. Those are two very different things. There we go. All right. <laughs> D-Dad must go top five from yesterday. I'm so sorry. My apologies. All oh, no apologies. worries. Uh, people, uh, not surprisingly, Eddie, num- our number one click, new horror-themed restaurant opens ah. in the university area. Yeah. I put that in specifically for Eddie Aragon, but I also knew that the subscribers would like it, too. I recently uh, number went, two. went to the Reagan, by the way, in El Paso. That's a horror-themed, a horror-themed bar, excuse me. Interesting. All right. All right. Well, you and I will catch, catch a, a meal at the horror-themed restaurant this weekend. Uh, number two, Rail oh, Runner wow. is now basically going to be for all intents and purposes. Uh, Number three, great news up in San Juan County. The commissioners adopted a resolution opposing the Biden administration's 30 by 30 plan. Let's give a round of applause to the San Juan County commissioners. We rarely get good news. We got good news there. Uh, And then number four, Britain's looming cancer crisis because of COVID lockdown. Very Uh interesting. 
Uh, and then finally, number five, uh, EV advocacy, electric vehicle advocacy. We know Martin Heinrich loves advocating EVs. The reality is a little more complicated. All right, then your top five from today. Very quickly, D down Muska. Oh, gosh, that, that was today. Oh, there you <laughs> go. We'll today. leave it there. I guess, uh, do we need anything from yesterday then? Do you want to go by? Uh, the... No, just uh, folks, rockettalk.chat to read the work I told you about last hour. Uh, we really appreciate your support. Got a lot of bunch of new people coming in. Less than 20 cents a day. You'll Come like on. It. Sign up, folks. Come on. Straight <laughs> to doubt. Straight to doubt. Let's support the man. Let's keep genius here. Let's keep keep genius alive. Uh, speaking of genius, uh, the shins. Next at the Friday show. See you tomorrow, 10 a.m. here in the Kiva. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. AM 600 KIV, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. The curse from this town.